Good morning, afternoon, and evening. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Atlanta Warhammer Podcast, a show that is sometimes cued correctly. <laughs> oh, I cued that perfectly for you because I the, all of like the the, the countins are exactly spaced apart. They are, and you know why you can do that because we're in our new studio. We are in our new studio, and you studio. can see the screens, and it's, I can see you. Yeah. Well, I can punch my microphone. Punch a microphone still. <laughs> we're, we're never gonna stop punching microphones in yeah, our studio. This is, a, this is a constant battle for us. Yeah. Microphones did, against us, us against microphones. The war, the war is ceaseless. Never ending. So it's what do you, it's what do you think? You haven't. What do you think? What, what I've done with the place? No, I want you to ignore all of the uh, piles of garbage. <laughs> the uh, the tire fire area of the studio mm-hmm. is still under construction. Yep. Uh, we're gonna make it bigger. Right. We need more tire fires. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, those I, I do are really starting to get to me. I don't know. Well, that's why I figured I'd just take the ceiling off. So oh, okay, you know yeah. we can do it just all natural. Because nice. uh, we already do the show all natural. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now we're in nature. It's a, it's an open air concept. Yeah. That's what I keep telling the helicopters flying by. <laughs> They just stare at us from the Air Force base that's nearby. And they're just like, it's a strange building. She's like, it's a building without a roof. Is that just two naked dudes six feet apart talking about Warhammer? Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, And we know because the table's six foot. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Because we played a game on it. We did. We, test- and, uh, we tested things out. Yeah, you can go to our Instagram or Facebook. I think I put it on both of those. It's I on one remember. of those two things. It's the same company, so, you know, find them. But it's we true. put some pictures up. Uh, it's All pretty right. cool. There's one picture I love of your rogue idol longingly looking at the uh, monster scenery stones that looks exactly like what he's made of. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that rogue know. idol was like, oh, baby, oh, baby, I want you. Oh, oh baby. baby. I'm about to make some rogue pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> little boulders. <laughs> little little boldy boys. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is the show in the new studio. Uh, we are really excited because we're going to start doing some filming really soon, as in in the next couple of weeks once we have a uh, what Magnus. trade show to get out of the way first. No, you have a trade That's show. That's true. I have a trade show. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Which, uh, which, by the way, if you're in the Atlanta area and you're at the Atlanta Comic Book Con, Comic Book Convention at the end of February, I don't know, it, the Atlanta Comic Book Convention Con Convention for Comic Books. If you're going to that... Uh, go into Georgia Ballroom 1 and come say hello to us because we will, well not Josh, he won't be there but uh, I'll be there and we'll have all kinds of games we got a big tournaments things going on, we got conquest demos AOS demos, like we have open tables <laughs> for play, nerd, yeah nerd <laughs> stuff so so if you're there at the comic book show, come out and say hey to us, yeah. you know, tell us how much you hate the show yeah, yell at Zach, be like, yeah. Zach come yell at me you can't see but he's glaring <laughs> It just uh, doesn't work great on the radio. Yeah, there. that's true. It's going to be way better when we have like when we have just you know full camera crews yeah. and stuff. Full camera crews filming us. Yeah. We need the behind the scenes of us making this podcast. Right. Because that's I, how you know that you've made it when you have a camera crew for your camera crew. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And it's we camera crew inception. We just like it's too many camera crews. Conception. I can't stop conception. <laughs> I don't know that we should start with conception. Yeah. Well. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> if we already started with Conception, we can't stop the podcast now because we're in the South. Hey! hey. Whoa. All right. <laughs> so, welcome uh, to Season 2. carry this thing to full term no matter what. Uh, oh, yeah. Just like this rules book that we're going to do today. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's the General's Handbook, number two, Season 2 of yeah. 2022-2023. I don't know, man. Two, no. Season 2. How many twos are on this, this cover? Is, this is becoming uh, Japanese anime naming convention style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It absolutely is, um, which is fine. This is a very squeaky chair. Yeah, I noticed it. I don't think it's coming through a lot. But, Thank God. Uh, okay, yeah, that's good. That's I'm actually just... your spinal column. <laughs> it's just <laughs> squeaky. This is squeaking, which yeah. is from all the time that I spent bent over a table moving little plastic miniatures. Yeah, we, the the uh, the damage mm. it does on our terrible rot bodies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So we got this GHB. Oh, yeah, I guess we should do some sponsors first real fast because uh, now we're in the new studio. We got to pay some bills or something. Something like that. So uh, let's do first. Uh, the place that is paying a lot of the bills is Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia. Woo! Uh, and uh, if you are listening and you're like, hey, they said last time that there was going to be a code for like discounts and stuff. It's coming. Uh, it's just not ready yet. But we will have an affiliate code thing and you can use it and save some money on stuff at Gigabytes. Neat. I don't remember that at all, but I'll take your word I for it. I said it in the last episode, and then cool. it just a million things happened, and, but we are still going to get that. And I've immediately blocked it out of yeah. my memory. Yeah, well, just you... like I did Llama Juice painting. Llama yeah. Juice painting? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell me about that? Because I also blocked it out of my memory. Uh, it's a guy. He paints stuff. Okay. Neat. That's, that's yeah, if, you, right. if you want your models painted, you should get your models painted by Llama Juice painting, because he does great work. He really does. He knocked out some uh, Varengard the other day, and I don't know if you've ever looked at a Varengard model. It's just like... It's just it's, stuff. it's just so much stuff on a little guy on a horse, and his armor has a billion little filigree edge things on it. And Justin painted them all, and it looks great. Sure did. And I'm like, I would have just dry brushed that guy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you did the old slap chop method. Oh, man, listen, I have been slap chopping. Okay, I know that the internet, uh, the Warhammer community, which is to say, like, the 30 of us, <laughs> I think. Like, we get really excited about things in our community, but then when you start boiling down how many of this there actually uh-huh. are, it's a very small niche thing. But I, I've seen people going back and forth on Slap Chop, and they're like, oh, it's it's cheating. It's too good. It's too bad. You know, it doesn't work. It's, I, I, everybody's got a different opinion on it. And I've been doing it. I have been Slap Chopping. I have Slap Chopped in the course of one weekend, like, I want to say 12 Rock Gut Trogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look better than when I had them painted before. Like, because I had painted them years and years ago, and I was just, I cleaned them, Slap Chopped them. They look way better. So Slap Chop's really good. Like, I, I don't understand the people who are upset about it, you know, that are because I feel like that's, listen, if you're going to get upset because someone is painting their models to play the game and they don't look as good and they didn't spend 80 hours on it, they're still painting their models. It's much worse to show up against an army of plastic. Better than gray plastic. Absolutely. Unless you're doing the Citadel gray plastic. Yes. Which you, which you have to circle all the way back around through an 18-step painting right. method. Yes, I want, to, I want it to look like unpainted sprue. And here's a 12-step process to get you there. To get you right back there. Three washes that you'll need to cut with a Lamia medium. Which, you know, if you want Lama Juice painting to do, I'm, pr- I'm sure he could do for I'm you. I'm sure he would, too. I mean, and he'll he take you through the... Saying that yeah. <laughs> Give your most arduous painting jobs to Justin. He loves it. He loves it. Mm. He'll do it. Because, is he going to say no? No, he... <laughs> He can't say no. He's got a terrible problem. Sorry, Justin, <laughs> we love you. Um, but yeah, so Slap Chop in the like, if you want like real good models that look good, do Justin definitely. Yeah, but if, you're, if you want if, Slap Chop method, go Slap Chop. Please, method. if you need to Slap Chop uh, 40 just, zombies, just start infomercialist shit out of your models. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, they look good. Uh, we should, I, you know, I'm the problem is, is that the ones I put in the Slap Chop previously just got all smashed up and the salad tastes horrible. I can't imagine why. Like, I don't, I don't think I was doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Blueberry podcasting. That's the place. That's where you the do, other one. Yeah, that's the yeah. place where podcasting stuff is done. Yeah, and who hosts this podcast for some unbeknownst reason? Yes, and all right, everybody, all right, all right, all right, Josh, I need you to, I need you to look away for a second. All right, Josh, 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 Josh can't hear what's going on right now. Okay, who used our affiliate code? Can you please tell me? I am seriously, <laughs> I don't know. Someone used our code, and it has got we got a kickback from it, which is a free month hosting. Thank you. Who are you? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, it couldn't have possibly been just a random chance that someone was like, I'm going to sign up for this specific podcasting and use the code ATL War. But they did. So tell us who you are. We will put your show on our show. We'll, we'll talk about it and stuff. We'll promote you. Or you can promote us if you're much better than us. Almost okay, scared. Josh, you can come back in now. No, what? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. There he goes. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, nothing at all. We're talking about uh, the General's Handbook, I think. Oh, yeah, very, very yeah. good. Yeah, we're in, uh, yeah, once again, season two. Have you picked yours up? Do you compulsively uh, flick its little G-string every all the time? Every time. time. Just, 
Oh, yeah. Sounds Constantly. good, baby. That's what I do before I open it. I'm like, you can pack so many rules in here. I hope that comes through a little bit. Oh, it looks like it did. Yeah, you got a little peek yeah. there. A little peek. Yeah, so first off, why? what are our thoughts on the fact that this is the first book of the year, which is the now we buy two of these a year, mm-hmm. and that's $100 for General's Handbooks versus 50 Same Same content as before? And it's the same thing as before for most of the book. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> I I got to say, the more that I realize now that that's what's going to happen with these, the more I'm like, is this going to move this to something where only tournament people are actually getting this? Like, if you're playing competitively in tournaments. Because we don't do a lot of tournament gaming. Like, we play in tournaments, but to call us tournament players is probably not. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> we're in the building. We exist. I don't know that we're we are te- winning. We are technically ranked on BCP. That's true, yeah. For multiple different armies. I'm the... Uh, yeah, actually, I think I'm still, like, the bottom four of four War Stomper players on there. Yeah, so... But yeah, I, mean, I uh, yeah, you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At what point do you get removed from that list? That's the real question. I don't know. We'll how, find out. How bad they... do you have to play before they're like, you know what? We can just take them off. It's we'll, fine. We'll wait for the Anvil Guard purges to see like how <laughs> how much they actually keep track of that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so we got this General's Handbook, and uh, it's I, that's the first thing. And I'm getting this out of the way because I I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. So we're gonna kind of get the grumps out of the way first. Yep. So the rest of the show is pretty positive. Do, do, do your grump stumping. Yeah, I just just it bugs me because. Games Workshop, I don't mind buying the books. I like buying the Battle Tomes. I, I wish they would all have a new cover every time. That seems a little cheesy, but, like, I like buying the Battle Tomes. I don't mind that it's reprints of stuff because I get the book, and it feels like, oh, this is worth 50 bucks, and it's got all these cool pictures and stuff, and I go back and look at them, and I get paint ideas. Like, they serve a lot of purpose. Mm-hmm. This thing is transitory because you get it, and then you're in uh, six months, you throw it away. So you've essentially spent 50 bucks on something that is not only something you're going to throw away. Half of it you don't even look at. Mm-hmm. Like, you never, except for the, all the times we go is, what is Rally? Is it a three-up or a four-up? All, <laughs> all the times we do that. Because that's the thing we Rally's always... a six-up. Uh, and then, like, what is Roar? Is Roar a two or a three or a five? Yeah. I don't know where it is. We're just checking what the what the number is on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, we're just checking the charts. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the rules reference on the back. Add in those charts that we're looking at, and you've basically got everything you need from the handbook because the new stuff that comes out in the handbook if you're if you're new to kind of the ecosystem of warhammer um this is actually kind of new ish as well but mm-hmm. they've been doing handbooks for a while and the handbook is going to have your battle plans for tournaments and stuff it's going to have your new rules which is you know where you are sort of in the storyline the realm rules which is this one we're still in uh galette in season two still the the caverns of galette uh, but you you don't need this to play if you have the core book you, you can play the whole game. And so the more that this becomes something that is more expensive, because GW has announced a price increase on all their stuff again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They said books are going to stay the same. I, I believe them because so far I haven't seen the books go up on the prices that I see on my side. But a price increase is coming. So, like, what's the point where we go, you know what? what? I'm going to buy one a year. Or, I you know, and I put the little code in there, but at G-Dubs, that's not going to stop people. Yeah. Like, because all I need is photocopies of the rules. So here's, so here's a question for you then, and I'll just pose this to you. Is it is a price point pain? Like, what's the what's the bigger pain point? Is it the price, or is it the lack of new content? I think, for me personally, I think it's the price. Mm-hmm. Because if I paid 50 bucks a year for General's Handbooks, I'm totally, that feels okay. Right. Because, like, yeah, if they're $25 each, you know, we loved the spiral bound thing and the hardcover and stuff like that. That's really cool. 
but less and less am like that's not worth fifty dollars right to to have that neat little thing when honestly at tournaments when was the last time you actually pulled out your handbook versus you had all this stuff printed up ahead of time oh i i mean i always have my handbook on me but that's just because i forget rules well i forget rules all the time anyway. oh yeah that's true yeah <laughs> i guess if we were good players we might not need the yeah. handbook on us. <laughs> if we actually remembered our rules we probably wouldn't need it as much that's true but i mean i usually have i mean you know most of the tournaments that we play in usually maps are printed out mm-hmm. so you don't need it for the maps portion of it really what you need is like the first couple of pages yeah which you could i'm not saying photocopy for personal use but like it's pretty easy to get a hold of that information so does the general's handbook just become something where this is a 50 dollars admission to official tournaments yeah because you got to have it on to top go to of an official tournament the actual price you have to pay for the tournament yeah. itself plus yeah. the book that you have to bring with your faction book in it and the models and on all of that. And it's like, GW, I understand it's an expensive hobby. Nobody's trying to say it should be super cheap and easy to enter, but this is becoming a $50 twice a year ticket to get the chance to buy other tickets to play games. Yeah. And that feels really silly when it could be a three page PDF mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they, they didn't put the points in here this time. So they saved printing cost on that. I handle a lot of game printing stuff <laughs> in my job. So I'm like, they can make the money. Yeah. I'll buy the PDF for 10 bucks. Well, cuz that's great. I could have it on my iPad yeah. at the game. Well, here's the so here's here's my gripe with it. I'll give you this gripe. Um the gripe that I have is that once this has come out, um season 1 is gone, yeah. right? It doesn't even exist in the app anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like I bought it and I gave my little code for it. Can't access it in the app anymore. Yep. It's gone. So I can't even go back and play season 1 unless I have the book, which I still do, because mm-hmm. I because I keep the books, because um, I like having them nextly displayed on my shelf and whatnot. And yeah. still like you know if I want to have like a little look back or something like that. I'm gonna go play the Vice, which we've begrudgingly <laughs> noticed is not, <laughs> not in this one. Not in this one. Um, but yeah, like if if you're not gonna keep it for posterity's purpose, even though I've purchased it, like it's and now it's just gone forever. Well, that seems seems a little. A yeah, devious almost. Like I should have access to it because is, I paid for it. Damn it! <laughs> that is interesting. I had not even thought about that. But yeah, we'll hit a point with battle tomes too because the battle tomes will start having codes that will erase the previous stats. Right. Yeah, which I hadn't thought about. A, and which with the battle tomes, it makes a little bit more sense because those battle tomes, like you know, you you can't really play with the old stuff. Yeah. Right? Like it gets. You're not it supposed gets, to. Yeah, it gets wonky when you start mixing. Ga- when you start <laughs> which Kragnos War Scroll am I going to yeah, use this time? Yeah, which one do I look at this time? But it doesn't for like simple things like realm rules. Like those realm rules should still be accessible because if you want to play in that realm, why wouldn't you just pick up those realm rules? Yeah. For those special for those special rules and scenery rules and realm magic and all that stuff, like you should still have it. It doesn't make sense that they would take it away from you and say you can't do this anymore. You know, so like, well that's dickish. <laughs> no, you know what that would be here, GW. You can have this one for free. Here's a here's Ooh. a fantastic idea. You print a little soft cover book like they used to do the General's Handbooks in, and it's just every single realm rules because they did this in Malign mm. Portents. They when they put Malign Portents out, they had realm rules and the spells, and they were a lot of interactions and stuff. It was a little complex, but it was neat because it gave you a lot of thematic ways to play the game. Right, just. I understand that they are subtly using realm rules as a way to balance and test things because it's less thematic and more like, oh, Bounty Hunters was a mistake. (laughs) Oh, my God, so many pig bikes just destroying tournaments, doing 400 damage to everything on the table. Like, that that might have been a misplay. I don't see what the problem is with that at all. Well, you (laughs) noticed that battalion didn't come back (laughs) at all. Yeah, that one's gone. (laughs) Veterans did. That one did not. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, I don't know. 
overall, just the General's Handbook thing, it's it's kind of like a cost of doing business to me, mm-hmm. but it does kind of feel more and more like, man, that $50 could have been something cool. Could have been a pack of chaos chosen for me to paint up and never use or something else. Like, Yeah, it almost feels... So here's... I mean, this would be my this would be my recommendation for what i felt like would be maybe like a little bit nicer for it mm-hmm. you either cut the cost of the of the book or say here's the book and here's a here's a specialty print model cuz they would do that before like in like yeah. magazine stuff like in magazine stuff where you would get like the magazine subscription and then you got like a model that came with it it's like oh that's really cool i would um, feel so much better even if yeah. it was a friggin liberator yeah who cares like <laughs> just it could to be get it could be friggin whatever but it just adds to your collection it it gives you something to like oh like i'm reading through the book and then i'm also like building a model and painting it or whatever yeah so that it's like a little bit you just want a little bit more out of it right yeah like, you just you just need something else to make it thing. feel like it's actually like a worthwhile investment as opposed to well, here's like half a book that you already have from the last go around. Uh, four pages we've updated, and some, and we've made a couple updates on yeah. some battle plans for some different things. Here you go, and we fifty s- bucks, please. We sneakily rewrote one endless spell, and we're not going to tell you which one it is. <laughs> yeah. So good luck finding good luck, that one. Good luck finding out which one it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that would be my thing. Yeah, I think you get that cool narrative book with all the realm rules, and it's up to your tournament organizer to decide which one you're playing in. Like, I realize this leans a lot more into the narrative stuff, but if we're going to keep doing it, yeah. they've already had the realm rules for Thondia. Yeah. So just collect it, them. Just you know, collect them all in a thing and it make, would make be, it a narrative book, maybe. It would be incredibly fun to have, like, a three-day tournament that would have, like, day one is season one. Oh, yeah. Day two is season two. Then we get to season three. Day three is season three. So it's actually like you play through, like, all of it. Yeah. Which would be really neat because then you actually can't actually, or you have to sort of build your army around, like, you build essentially three different lists because some of the battalions are going to change. Oh, yeah. Um, But the rest of it, like, you know, has to stay the same. So do you maybe try and get, like, you build a little bit more for day one? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you try and build a little more for day three. There's some there's some fun ideas that you can do with it, and you're cutting and you're cutting out those fun ideas that you might be offering to tournament organizers in the future. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that. Keep keep things open and exciting, and do lots of interesting shit because that's what keeps people coming into the hobby. It's true, and it, it's what keeps Age of Sigmar feeling like the more fun of the. I was going to say the two GW games. There's a there's third. like eight. <laughs> well, I guess the the big open box games. Uh, yeah. You've got us 40k and middle earth strategy fantasy battle game for middle earth strategy fantasy battles that game has the weirdest title it's like not lord of the rings that's not the title of the game because it can't be or i don't know it's i think it's just called middle earth fantasy, fantasy strategy, strategy battles battle games for middle, middle strategies is it so that they could possibly get out of the license if they needed to at some point i don't fun, so fun fact uh i think gw there's some talk that like gw they don't have the license to the rings of power oh. because that's not like tolkien's thing right it's like a fanfic kind of which i still liked before everybody gets all up in arms i thought rings of power was okay I haven't watched it yet oh that's i liked it okay <laughs> there's some parts in there that you're gonna look at and go boy this is dumb as hell like, this is so <laughs> stupid it has mind-bogglingly stupid parts where you're supposed to assume that a character just does something that's literally impossible and never does again but then most of it's actually pretty good anyway i think there was some talk that gw because uh night models makers of batman oh. used to actually have the license for lord of the rings and i don't know if they would they were the ones going for rings of power or not so we might see lord of the rings games that aren't gw coming out soon weird based on rings of power because it's technically not lord of the rings confusion so the general's handbook <laughs> 
out of all of some that. weird inside baseball that you gave it yeah to yeah yeah friend. now you know some stuff everybody at home yeah uh yeah so 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 out of those games though what you were saying keep this one fun Keep yeah. Age of Sigmar being the wacky game where you got tons of giant monsters and cool characters, and and it's it doesn't have to be tight and balanced. It's pretty, even though it is pretty balanced. Pretty balanced. Like there's some things that are going to do better. There's always going to be things that are going to do well. Thanks, Snake Ladies. Snake Ladies. <laughs> things are going to come out of the book hot. I think beasts. We're going to see some very strong really horde lists. Good beast lists. Yeah, because I think they have. I think they have some good strategies, but then the, everybody will kind of figure out how to beat around that or yeah. how, to, how to find a way around it, just like the, the dragons. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to beat off those beasts. But, yeah, it's, I think that the game Age of Sigmar is pretty well balanced. Yeah. And for the most part, it's way more balanced than 40K, apparently. And for the most part, people just play what they like and what they have. Yeah. When we are, we, I guess we should always caveat. We are not competitive players. Like, we are planning to go to Tampa. I'm bringing the stupidest list I can. Which I appreciate. I, I think I'm just gonna bring just Charybdis. Like I gotta do it. We gotta that, go that's for the it. that's the one. Float all the way down to the bottom <laughs> with that one. Will I see you at the bottom? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Hey man, I've pulled off some upsets before. I was gonna say, are you gonna actually try to try to do good? I usually at least try to. I usually try to play good in tournaments. It doesn't I, happen. The, for me, the farther away the tournament, the less I care. Yeah. Like geographically from my house, like <laughs> gigabytes tournaments, I will try yeah. because I can go home and be sullen about losing, but it's just a few minutes and my cats are there. But like if I'm at another state, I, I'm just gonna lose and have a good the, time. The, the trick for me is that if it's anything that's not like right next to my house, uh, I'm gonna try and bring the least amount of models possible. Exactly. <laughs> so gargants, baby. It's gonna be. Which means I can just throw this whole book in the trash because <laughs> it fucking doesn't apply <laughs> to an entire army. I guess that's a good that's a good segue into this book. Yeah. So, uh, uh, do you want to jump just jump right into it? I mean, yeah. so we're in Galette. There's some. I mean, is there anything in the? Because uh, they give you a little bit of lore stuff in the beginning. Is there anything that uh, stuck out to you there? Uh, the biggest the biggest thing that stuck out to me was just the absolute grim, dark conditions that they are explaining to us that our troops are fighting in. Yeah. Like, welcome to the Underdark. That's not the Underdark. Yeah. Welcome to the legal. It's oh wait, let's see. It's Games Workshop, so it'd be the Undar Durk. Yes. Because it's got to be legally distinct, you know. Um, and it's full of drill. <laughs> and Led by the Spider Queen Lolith. <laughs> Led by the Spider Queen Lilith Fair. Uh, so the cool, the cool thing that stuck out to me was just like when they talked about, you know, basically you're fighting shoulder to shoulder in these caverns you can't see. And half the time you're fighting... Things like gits or natural predators are also coming Just and fighting you, pooling into these yeah, caverns, grabbing you and pulling you off into the darkness in various places. Like you yeah. got like Batman's out down there, just yanking people up. So it's like, why are we fighting here? Yeah, that's a what, terrible. What do idea. we want? In this what place? Was the, why was this the choice? Yeah, like I don't. I don't everyone, yeah, the thing. Oh, it's got treasures that are buried in the realm stones and all of that. And it's like, yeah, but it seems like we're all dead. So I don't know that it's useful to have that stuff. Should have all just like. Maybe just like drill first, like just be like, I don't know, we'll drill down here. Could we have and called a there's... dwarf? <laughs> any dwarf, any dwarfs, any any dwarf. Uh, yeah, it's like a what was it? The other thing that we saw? Oh, the the Dawnbringer Crusades, where they're like one out of every ten Dawnbringer Crusades is successful. Bro, why? Who volunteers? Uh, who volunteers for who's, this? Who's raising their hand? Where they're like, you have a ninety percent chance to die. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. That's I want to do I'm that. A, I'm in. 
Maybe it's because if you don't, you have a 93% chance to die if you stay in the city. So it's actually better. Yeah, it's actually better on the outside. We, You're always at a 50-50 shot of dying in this universe. <laughs> so really, 90 is actually like a base 40. So it's not that bad if you do some Steiner math on the danger there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the part of the lore that stuck out to me was just like, no matter what's going on, you're constantly dealing with the environment of this crappy, you know, dank caverns full of monsters and they're not even the monsters you're trying to fight yeah so while that's those going are, those on are, those are further down the tunnel yet yeah you got that going on while the dawnbringer crusades are up on the surface dying it's like we're doing good i guess good, good stuff guys I don't know who's winning this uh the picture on the front is a skaven and there's a gets picture so i guess we should see who's supposed to be in charge of this season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know who is in charge of this season who? It's Galatian Champions. The Galatian Champions, that's right. Because these are the guys that fought, theoretically, through your season one. And yeah. are like, now they're real They're tough. hardened. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they are hardened veterans of these uh, of these cavernous wastelands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, so special rules that the uh, Galatian veterans have. Um, yeah. Oh, so- literally nothing has happened in the pitched battles, point limits, under yeah. strength units, tactics, all that stuff. Like, yeah, all that's, that's, all, exactly that's all the exact yeah. same. Okay, so here's the deal with heroes, right? Uh, heroes with a wounds characteristic of less than 10 that do not have a mount and that are not unique gain the Galatian Champion keyword. Yes. This will be important because this Galatian Champion keyword will come up a lot. And I'm going to, as you read, I'm going to pipe in with color commentary because I heard another podcast do this and explain it wrong. So I'm going to clarify what they did wrong because I see how they got it wrong. Ah, lovely. Uh, so, so the very first thing is unique. Pay attention to that word. No, you don't get to bring in named Stormcast characters like... The Celestine Prime. Right. As a Galatian champion. That is a unique character. He's a unique guy. Yes. So pay attention to that. The second thing is is this automatically happens. Yeah. You don't get to pick it. So if you have a Galatian champion on the table, you don't get to say, oh, he isn't a Galatian champion. He just is. Because some things target that. Right. And you don't get to pick that. Yeah. They just is because it's less than 10, doesn't have a mount, not unique. And is a hero. And is a hero, yeah. (laughs) Friendly Galatian champions cannot be picked as the target of attacks made but with missile weapons while they are within one inch of any friendly battle line units. That is so nice for a lot of armies. That is really great for a, a lot of armies. is like, heck yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, good, finally. Death My armies. <laughs> poor wizard is not being shot off the table turn one uh, with just nonsense missile attacks. Yeah. Boy, I sure hope there's not a battalion that lets you put three long strikes in there and just... Yeah, there totally is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> well, you know... He, uh, GW giveth and GW taketh away. Yeah. So, uh, here's the... Because you're Galatian champions and all that fun stuff, right? You have a desperate action. Yes. Uh, if you are taking the second turn in the current battle round, at the start of your hero phase, you can pick one friendly Galatian champion on the battlefield to carry out two different heroic actions in that phase instead of one. This is... We're going to... This is Walk the beginning of the math problem. Yeah, this is the beginning is. of the math problem. So you need to. So here's what has to happen. You need to be going second, right? Yes. You need to have a Galatian champion. That Galatian champion needs to be the one that is chosen to take heroic actions even, and may take two of them instead I'll of asterisk. one. I'll He has to be on the table because now with beasts being able to deploy their entire army off the table and still generate command points off the table, doesn't count. It has yeah, to be standing has to be on, on the table. table. You gotta be on the table. Yeah. But, very cool. Two heroic actions. You may think... Well, what? why would I do all those heroic actions? What can I do with two? Yeah, well, you've got the regular core rulebook heroic actions, but they have also given you now two more heroic actions. Do they go together? They do. Oh, well, that's nice. Which is incredible, because yeah. that's actually, the really, these heroic actions, this is why you would do the two. Yeah. It's the two-for-one de- It's the two for one deal in the heroic actions. So, are you ready for these? I'm ready. Uh, so, these heroic actions. 
Strike at the opening. Pick one friendly Galatian champion within three inches of an enemy unit, and that hero can fight if it is not already fought in that phase. However, that hero cannot fight again in that phase, and the strike last effect applies to that hero until the end of the turn. Yes. That's solid. Very. So on its own, that is... You, now, fight in the hero phase. <laughs> yeah, it's a fight in the hero phase for everybody, not just Marathi. So that's, that's fantastic. They took it away from the orcs, and they gave it back to the war chanter, I guess. Yeah. Does the mega boss fall under eight wounds? Uh, yeah, because he's... Uh, that's a solid Galatian champion. No, no, he's he is absolutely the pick for Galatian champion yeah, for Orc yeah. Warlands. I'm, I'm going to have to go paint mine up. I like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I always like that model, but there's never a huge reason to bring him versus the mounted or... Yeah, because mounted, mounted boy is always better. But yeah. that's why you saw him on the table for me yeah. when we played the game the other day, because I was like, I want to try this rule out. Yeah. It never came up. Well, he hit six <laughs> annihilators. He did. It's hard to get around it that. Was- a little difficult. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Um, that was a stupid unit choice by my point. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. solid. So fighting the hero phase is good, and that opens up a lot of stuff for a lot of armies um, to do. And the strike last. That's basically you still get to fight in the combat phase. Yeah, you just you just you are, fight last. Yeah. yeah. Which you can get around, we'll talk about that in a minute. And it may be um, something where you don't even care, because this may be a, I need my hero to kill the thing that's going to kill him. Yeah, in the hero phase, so that way he can move on to the next thing. He can move onto an objective, get out. This is a good way to get people unstuck from stuff in the hero phase. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, part two of this heroic action is lead by example. Pick one friendly Galatian champion that has a sworn bodyguard unit. This we'll is get the, to. Yeah, which we'll get to. And that has uh, that has just carried out the strike at the opening heroic action. That's the one that we just talked about. If that sworn bodyguard unit is wholly within six inches of that Galatian champion and within three inches of an enemy unit, that sworn bodyguard unit can fight if it is not already fought in that phase. However, that unit cannot fight again in that phase, and the strike last effect applies to that unit until the end of the turn. That may sound incredibly confusing. It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's really simple, it's really but it simple. is worded so yeah. much. It's just, it, but it, it, it has to be wordy so that you don't try and cheese the shit out of it. Yep. So, you've got your, you've got your hero. Your hero has just carried out the action, or the heroic action, to strike at the opening. Because that hero is also the one that you have chosen to carry out the heroic action, you give him a second one because yep. of what has happened with the desperate action, and that allows his sworn bodyguard unit, which is a battalion that we'll get to, uh, to then strike as well as long as they're wholly within six inches. Yes. And within three inches of an enemy, which basically means they're already in combat. Yeah. Basically, if you if you are in the hero phase, you're going second, which is maybe you got double turned. Also, yep. this gives you a little bit of extra push against that. You can make a guy fight and all his friends fight with him. That's it. That's, how, it, that's it, how it works. Yeah. I want to say also, it doesn't specifically say that they have to fight the same unit. So that is very important to notice. Yes. Because you have to be within three. Yeah. And usually, uh, usually you're gonna wind up fighting the same unit, but if you're if you're in combat, like if you, for instance, if like your champion is in combat with the battle line unit, and then you're battle line unit is in combat with like the opposing person. Basically, if you're mirrored, mm-hmm. then that's kind of like, you don't have to all swing at the same thing. Right. And it may be, you may be able to pull some sneaky tactics by doing this and having the unit like swing backwards into a wizard or something. Yeah. And try to try to go for like a take him out in the hero phase. Yeah, if you thing. got like long, if you got like long weapons or something like that, yeah. there's, there's some, there's some interesting things that you could do. The biggest thing is you have to make sure they're within six inches. Wholly within six inches. Yes, and that's the challenge. My my Nurgle brethren, the Blight King thing with Ooh, ten of them, it's not going to work. Doesn't it's not going to work. Doesn't work with a uh, with a mega boss, a uh, footed mega boss, and uh, ten uh, ten brutes. Yeah, found that out the hard way. You, it does <laughs> the second turn right. when you've lost when a you've lost a couple brutes. Totally fine then. Yeah, but yeah, that first go around, probably not getting everybody within six inches. Yes. So. And some some armies have a good way to use this. Some armies are 
basically like, oh, cool. For instance, Fire Slayers. They were already doing this. Yeah. Most of the Fire Slayers, the Rune Son and Rune Father, had the ability to fight and then pick a unit and have it fight. But that's in the combat phase. And you're like, but wait, Zach, does that have anything to do with this? And I'm like, hey, Fire Slayers fans, guess what? You can just do this twice a turn. Yeah. Because it's different phases. So you can be like, swing and swing, and then swing and swing, and it'll just be at the end. But what do you care? You're Fire Slayers. You're probably there alive anyway. There's some nasty tactics. Yeah, there's some see. there's some there's some really great like there's some units that are really gonna take advantage of this. I was thinking um anything that has like small base size where you yeah. can get like more like a you can get that one hero and then uh and then a bunch of like smaller units that yeah. all can kind of fit in that little bubble that you have to create. Like that's gonna be really solid. Especially uh, if you're swarming something and you're able to like encircle it with a little horde of Yeah, like, you guys. just wanna you just want some you just wanna get some dudes up there get in the combat phase and you don't have to worry about like oh my god now i need the double turn now yeah. i can actually take the second turn and still get like a chance to like really try to thin this thin this thing out or maybe you even just choose the second turn i was gonna say i think we'll probably see some people trying to do one or two drops to get the second turn you know on the first turn so they can go ahead and be like prepped for basically because i mean this isn't gonna you're not gonna be able to probably fight the first turn of your hero you know your hero phase and stuff but if you take actually i guess you'd have to take the first turn to try to like almost set up a double turn yeah set up set up your opponent getting a double turn yeah (laughs) it's i don't think you can play to this happening like i don't think people should build their whole army around this being a possibility but if you're already gonna have the hero and the battalion which we'll talk about in a little bit but it's a standard bodyguard battalion kind of thing it's kind of like you might as well be aware of this and try to keep it together. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a like a side piece, yeah, sort of thing that you would have like sort that you're already gonna like have baked into your army, and then you now you just have access to a couple more rules that might give you a little bit better chance of like that thing surviving as a unit that can go off and do its own thing. Yeah, I was thinking, um, uh, the tree people. Uh, I was almost called the tree folk, and that's not what they are. No, no. <laughs> I believe you mean the ints, I'd, sir. <laughs> the ints. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like something like that where you can get um, the, you, you know, you have like their their larger uh, kind of melee-based units and then a nice like he, like wizard hero that you can yeah. pop in there. And that's like a unit that can then go around and do stuff. I mean, you don't have to worry about them just immediately being picked off the table because they have a little bit more staying power. Right. There's some power that's kind of baked into that. Um you also it can, you can just use it also as like a well I'm gonna lose this guy in the combat phase no matter what, but I'm going second so you, here you go here's my wizard attacks, <laughs> threes and threes minus one rend here, do three damage here, here's here some, you go here's some bonks man yeah let's just hope like because the guy's gonna die anyway you know so that's kind of cool too, I, I think this is interesting once again I don't think that it's gonna be I don't think you can play towards it yeah but some armies I mean we're we're experts on Oracle War Clans and Stormcast and both of those have very good ways to use this yeah. Uh, swinging in with a Stormcast hero and then, like, a bunch of Praetors or something is going to hurt. Six Annihilators would have hurt if I had been able to set it up correctly, but once again, the base size problem happens. It's a bit of a and challenge. There's also the challenge is, if they are in that bodyguard battalion, they cannot be in the uh, veterans battalion that lets them swing through their bases. Correct. So if you have big guys on the base, even if you can get them all within six, like, if they're Blight Kings and they have an inch range, they're not going to do much good anyway. Yeah. So you're probably seeing a min five unit Something that's either like a it's three pack, a, yeah, like it's gonna the, be three packs or five packs. Yeah, for the most like, part. I'm thinking like the Bulgors from Beasts would be good, um, like that. There's a lot of like the three, the big monster guys, but 
either way, I'm I'm happy to see this because I think it's a it's a neat ability, and I think that more people having Sylvanus. access. There we go. Sylvanus. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to actually tell you that name. <laughs> Thank you. Man. I was just joking. I was just, I was just stumbling around looking uh, for the freaking yeah. name of the dudes and couldn't come up with it. That's the. Thanks for leaving me hanging there, bud. <laughs> the Wildwood Purchase Army. <laughs> but I love them so much. Shut your whore mouth. I do like them. They're cool. I just yeah. I thought it was funny when they changed the wor- rules for Wildwoods like every week for. A month. A month. Did not know what trees are gonna do. Look, man. It, some some armies just have like that one thing. It's like it's like everybody had to learn what garrison rules were for care for garrison overlords. My God, yes. Like, I know. It's like a rule that never applied, and now all of a sudden everybody's like, "Fuck, what are garrison rules mean?" <sighs> I still don't know. I still don't understand garrison. <laughs> I admit, I still. When I, I've never garrisoned anything in my life in this game. Can't imagine I, why. I get to it and I go, ah, uh, I don't know if this is a good decision. I'm just gonna not do I'm it. Just gonna not do I'm it. Just gonna actually I'm just put gonna, the guys on top of it. I'm just gonna keep them in cover. It's fine. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, there was a tournament I played where I was I was like I could garrison these judicators, or I could just put them on top of the thing, and then they're completely inaccessible. I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, just do that. Like it's fine. It's fine. They can walk around on the roof. Um, yeah. So that's the heroic actions. Is there anything else we get? In there the is. Thing? We got we got some realm magic. Ooh, at a command. So here's here's the here's your realm magic for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Tell me about your teeth. <coughs> Tell me about the dental plans. It's the grinding Galette. teeth of Galette. Uh, which is gross. Yeah, that's not good. But, but if you sleep and do that, you're gonna wear down your. Yeah, teeth. you're really gonna yeah. wear. You're really gonna wear down. Well, like like Galette and the. This horrible cavernous that wearing down the people that are running through it. So too will this magic. So yes. grinding teeth of Galette is a spell that has a casting value of six and a range of twelve. If successfully cast, pick one objective within range and visible to the caster. Then roll a dice for each unit within six inches of that objective. And on a four up, that unit suffers d6 mortal wounds. Ow. So <laughs> uh, range of twelve, so it's a little short. Mm-hmm. Casting value is six. About average. Some sorcerers are going to roll over that. Some people, it's going to be a, a chance. And a four up. It's chancy. It's chancy. But. But it could be blissy. It, it because could. it could explode. <laughs> and it could be a little tactical nuke that goes off and just annihilates a unit. When you. If you got a wizard. I think I think about where like where wizard play could come into this. And they would just be like, oh, man, I really need to get on that objective. Oh, God. There's a hero that has like two wounds left on it. And two guy and like a unit of like two guys. I'm a wizard. I can't. I can't fight that off. Screw it. Nuclear. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what you do. You bring Stormcast. You put the comet on the objective, <laughs> and then you detonate the objective. <laughs> I actually, I was trying to put together a Stormcast list that was all Stormcast units that have abilities that are like pick a point on the battlefield. And just start and just you- indirect fire because you know what? If I pick a point, I'm not targeting your champions. It's true. So I was like, "Huh, you're just, you're just now. nuking areas." Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I don't think it's gonna be very good because it's yeah. all like a four up and watch me just bork all those. It's like a, just a constant carpet bomb. Uh, we have to do. We have to do that one on the channel because it's gonna be a turn of me trying to do that, and then you're just gonna walk up and kill everything because <laughs> it's all made of paper. That'd be kind of fun. So yeah. Oh uh, man, I was just sorry. I had a thought in my head where I was like, "Oh my god, you could uh, bring uh, your naked orcs, yes, right? yeah. and you could do freaking spooky, scary uh, stares at people." And then also start uh, firing, off, <laughs> firing off magic, do magic it. missiles on points. Do it the proper way. Get your units within six inches of the objective. <laughs> Fuck everybody up. Screw everything. It's like, I don't care. Blasting everything. Oh, man. I'm, I really want to run that list again on the on the channel when we start filming. Just because the tournament, everyone played around yeah. the three stair like, guys. I don't want to yeah. deal with that. I mean, it was really, it was a super huge deterrent to things that it should not have been deterring. Yeah. Like, everyone was really afraid of that, but it didn't do much. It was fun, though. 
yeah, I, I want to clarify, though, the one battle plan where the uh, quarter is your objective. You do not nuke the entire quarter of the board. I know, which is really disappointing. I know. <laughs> I do, on a six to do D6 damage to half the Just table. everything, like, a quarter of the table. Well, but it's six inches from that quarter. Oh, that's true. So, so it's, it's like actually... A third of the table. A third of the table. <laughs> it just gets nuked. Just goes... Everything in everything in that third. Yeah. Roll, we're rolling a D4 and then rolling a D6. <laughs> I brought Nagash, and I, I hoped in this tournament this map would come up for this <laughs> one thing to happen. Double ones. Uh, Fuck oh, me. God. <laughs> just uh, bonks, and Nagash bonks himself in the head with his book. Drops his drops his stick and just falls apart. <laughs> no! no! My magic sticks! And there's uh, a Realm Command as there well. There is. Yeah. You want to read this one for yeah, me, buddy? Yeah, good. This is No Retreat, No Surrender. Uh, never give up, never surrender if you're a Galaxy Quest fan. So you use this command ability at the start of the combat phase. The unit that receives the command must be a friendly hero, or a friendly unit that is not a hero or monster, sorry, that did not charge the same turn and is within three inches of an enemy unit. So they gotta already be in a fight. The unit cannot make a pylon move, but add one to the attack's characteristics of melee weapons used by that unit until the end of the phase, excluding its mounts, if it has mounts. So if you're stuck, you're stuck in, this is a very, you know, hold the line, do some extra attacks and stuff like that. Once again, boy, does Stormcast really like some of this stuff. Oh, buddy. I was thinking about how nasty this is for a pack of brutes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like more oh, attacks. More Sweet. attacks. Neat. And then I can, like, give myself, like, well, can I give myself plus two attacks? Is that a thing that can be modified? Yeah, you, can, you can stack attacks. Can you stack attacks? I believe. Can't, can't, uh, you can't modify that by more than one? You, yeah, so it, it depends on where they're coming from. If it's, like, a six that explodes into two different things, you have to pick which one mm, it's going to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm, if it's mm-hmm. triggered. But this is a command. So you put yeah, this on them, and then you put the get them beat. No, the yeah. other beat. I was thinking the uh, the wall. Oh, yeah, then that should absolutely stack. Yeah, you should stack. get plus two attacks. I, now, once again, we're not scientists, but I don't know why that wouldn't stack. Because I have done something similar with adding attacks before in some army that I play. Crap, am I remembering my rules wrong? I might be remembering my rules wrong. I don't remember what a wall does anymore. <laughs> it gives you a 6F ward. Oh, wait, that's mine. That's yours. And it gives me your like a 5 Your wall doesn't do shit. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's the wog that I forget to use. Because by the time I remember to use it, my entire army's dead. That is true. So I don't remember to do That is often whole. what usually happens with me as well, except for, the one, except for the one tournament where it was like, this is working. Yeah. So basically this Realm Command, yeah, you, you guys are stuck in, they're in a fight, you can give them plus one attacks. That's really solid because as we're currently uh, scientists, we're, we're throwing it out to the judges to see if we can accept multiple stacking. But I believe we can. Um, there's a couple of things that I think. No, I don't get a plus. I don't get plus one attacks. Oh, that's, well. that's an old. That's an old rule. Oh well. <laughs> uh, but if you were taking, for instance, trog hurt. Oh yes. Uh, the dankhold trog boss gives your trogs plus one to attack if they're. I think it's like a radius if they're within oh. a range of him. So you could give them the realm command. Oh my god! I just realized because he can give two commands. So you can give two packs of trogs plus one attack and then another plus one attack. Which you've doubled the amount of attacks on rock cut trogs at that point, which is stupid because they're three damage each. So you've probably annihilated everything. I so, like it. This is a, you'll see this Rome command being used. You absolutely will. I know last 100%. time. Do you remember the Rome command from last time? No. I think it made you count less or more, or maybe the spell reduced the amount of people that they counted as on the objective. Exactly. My point is, you didn't see it that much. You're gonna see no retreat, no surrender. You're probably gonna see that spell, too. When yeah, somebody probably. Has, when somebody has, like, an extra spell lying around, they're like, yeah, yeah I'll just detonate that point, that's fine. My Hallow Heart list, where I have 12 casts and 8 spells. Yeah. I, mean, I got 4 other spells. Might as well use them. Yeah, might as well. Run out of book spells. <laughs> you can't bring 4 endless spells, so. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you'll probably see both. So, 
Core battalions. Core battle lions. We got some. We had some interesting ones this go we around. We do. It's it's an it's a it's a weird mixed bag. Okay, so we'll talk about the first one first because that's you know because we do things in order around Cause, here because <laughs> that's how numerical yeah. order works. <laughs> numerical order works. <laughs> uh, so the first one requires your Galatian champion and a unit of infantry, right? Yes. And this Galatian uh, is called a Galatian command. It is united in purpose. The infantry unit in this battalion is the sworn bodyguard, might remember that from previously, mm -hmm. of the Galatian champion in this battalion. In the combat phase, when you pick the Galatian champion in this battalion to fight for the first time in that phase, if the sworn bodyguard in this battalion is wholly within six inches of that Galatian champion and has not yet fought in that phase, the Galatian champion and the sworn bodyguard can fight one after the other in the order of your choice. So this is the strike and strike effect. Yeah. Which is baked into a lot of armies now. Yeah, uh, well, we noticed when they redid the Orc book that a couple of the, like, the Savage Big Boss and some stuff had that ability baked yeah. in. And I've noticed now, like, more and more, I think the Beast Lord does it. Um, I want to say there's a Gitz guy that does it as well. But, like, a lot of those smaller foot some, heroes are some, getting... Yeah, there's some elves that do it. And it's kind of weird because it kind of almost... Yeah, there's some elves, I guess. It kind of reminds me of when, like, in fantasy, when your unit your hero is a part of the unit and would act together. Yeah. And even though you added on the hero stats to it, this is kind of that same thing. Like you're kind of just attaching a hero to a unit now and moving it around with it and stuff. So we've almost kind of regressed a little bit into how the game is played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so you can fight, fight again. So if you've got this battalion and you did this in the hero phase, you could fight and have them and fight. And then fight. And then you could go into do it in the combat, combat phase. phase and have them they just fight have to do fight. it last because they have the strike last effect applied yeah. to them currently. But that's still sort of fine because yeah. what you, do you care? You might have already hit them once too and you're just cleaning up some yeah. stuff. Or, I mean, probably take, you're probably taking your hit. Time to time to swing hard. Yeah. Finish finish things off. And it's, it's more it's more utility and it's more of a chance to do a devastating strike. What it what it really I think does also is it gives you a reason to bring little heroes again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because triggering this is really good. That little hero has an artifact; it might do two or three more damage. That could be just enough, or they might be one of the heroes like some of the Slanesh stuff. I think that still has like if the hero hits, they they get a negative one now. So you like you debuff them with the hero and then hit them with the unit. Mm -hmm, There's a mm -hmm. couple of combos that you can pull off with that. You'll probably see this. I, the only reason I think you might not see this as much as we are maybe thinking is because it's a battalion that only puts two units in it. Right. So you're automatically, no matter what, if you've taken Galatian Command, you are three drops. Yep. At least At three least. drops. At least. Have to be three drops. Probably more. Because you've stuck a hero and a unit into a one battalion, and that probably means you've got a weird number of other stuff. So I wonder if people won't be taking it just because, like, oh, my hero already does it. And I don't yeah. care about the second turn thing as much because of the way I play my army. Well, especially and if, and especially if you're already like kind of you've done it in the hero phase, like as your heroic action mm. sequence of it, you might not feel like you need to do it again then in your combat phase. You might not be able to too. Yeah, like that's also very true. <clears throat> um, so and here's my favorite battalion. Yeah, is the, the Galatian <laughs> is the Galatian sharpshooters, which is going to negate something that you got previously. I love when I love when you flip a page and it completely undoes a rule on yeah. a previous page. <laughs> so the Galatian sharpshooters have a focus on your mark. Uh, it requires three infantry units. Uh, you're probably going to want people that shoot stuff in this because they're sharpshooters. Just you know. but you don't have. But to. you don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. Do not if have for to. some reason you don't want to. So attacks made with missile weapons by units in this battalion are not prevented from targeting enemy Galatian champions that are within one inch of any enemy battle line units. So see previous page for what that means, or yeah. 15 minutes ago in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so if you're if basically this is the if you're a shooting army. And you are fearful that this that these Galatian commands are going to pop up. 
or if you're going to have a bunch of Galatian champions on the table, because you can have as many Galatian champions as you freaking want. Yeah. Um, you just go ahead and bring this if you got some if you're a shooting army that way you can just pick those heroes off because as your shooting army that's probably what you're going to focus on anyway yeah like, you, know, you need as a shooting army you kind of have to kill the heroes for the most part especially with this current book because the yeah. heroes are going to be the ones who are going to be doing a lot of stuff and also a lot of the maps are going to say things like this is you get this point unless there's another galatian champion on top of it so that's why when we were playing i had those long strikes because i was like i need a way to pick your war chanter specifically, <laughs> but whatever, a, a hero that's going to hang out and kind of hold an objective, but also contest it. And if I can't get a hero over there, that no matter what, no matter how many units you bring over there, there's a Galatian champion on there. So you can't contest that. Point. Yeah. Still going to belong to him. Um, Sharpshoot. So you do still take the minus one to hit because yes. look out, sir. But uh, if you're shooting long strikes, you don't care. You don't care. You've probably got six mortal wounds. As a general, as a general rule, if you're a shooting army, you probably don't care anyway about the minus one to hit. Yeah, I, I don't think. And if you've put a unit into sharpshooters, you've planned to have that minus unit one to hit plus one to save. Minus one to hit. Minus one to hit. Yeah, you you Covers are plus one to save. Yes, if you've got sharpshooters, you've probably already thought ahead to the fact that they're gonna be shooting at a negative one because they're gonna be wanting to hit heroes. So you've planned. You put yeah. seventy points worth of birds in there. To get that plus one to hit back so it evens out. Or you throw a, I don't know, all-out shoot. All-out attack, yeah. It's all-out shooting to yeah. get, so you can negate the, pl- the negative one. Yeah. yeah. This is a battalion you're going to see a shit ton of. Yeah. <laughs> There's you no play. way you yeah. don't. You play KO, here's your battalion. Yeah, here's your battalion. Bring yeah. this, because uh, the only thing that I think is different is you can't include more than one. Yeah, so otherwise, yeah. you just see KO with five sharpshooter <laughs> battalions. You only have the one battalion in there. That's the other thing. You get one command. So you got to really pick who your hero and his team is going to be, and they have to be really valuable. And some armies, I think, don't have a person that makes sense for that. I I was looking at Ossiarch. We have one combat hero, and he sucks. And not really a good unit for him to swing with, like Mortek, I guess. But Mortek aren't really more damagey as they are. They just never stop being in the way. Right. So that that whole army, I'm like, I don't know what you would... Yeah, for that, it's not really, it's not really a thing for. Well, it. Stormcast has eighty four heroes, so you just pick, you just pick grab one, throw, fifty throw, of those guys, throw yeah. some dudes, and be on your merry way. Yeah, and then the final core battalion in here is the Galatian Veterans one. You may remember it's this back. Ba- yeah, you may Kinda. remember this battalion, uh, or you should might remember this because ability? it was yeah. ability because it was just a thing that happened in the previous book. So see season one for this nonsense, but it's the bonds of battle. So uh, you can have two to four. Infantry units be part of this uh, be part <laughs> or, of this battalion, or two and two ghosts. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> not what that means. Uh, when a model of this battalion makes an attack with a melee weapon, you can target an enemy unit within half an inch of another model from the attacking unit instead of using the weapon's range characteristic for that attack. If you do so, the attacking model must be within half an inch of another model from its own unit that is within a half an inch of the target. This is the swing through the base. I think you just read the uh, disclaimer to a medical commercial. You pretty damn <laughs> close, buddy. This is going to cause uh, side effects may include the bonds of battle, Galatian veterans, and Galatian sharpshooters. Consult your doctor to see if teeth grinding is right for you. Yeah. So that one's, uh, that we know what that does. Side effects may include crying. Side effects may include uh, being broke all the time <laughs> and, and never actually winning this game. So yeah, we... Um, that's swing through the bases. Swing through if the bases. you've got something on 32s or bigger that doesn't have a two-inch reach, you're going to think about this. This is good that they left this in here because, uh, like, Fire Slayers really, really benefited from that. Yeah. I know Cruel Boys, I think, did too. I, I, any, I, any orcs I, did, I, really. I certainly did because yeah. I, I got to use it on my freaking on my brutes, and it was amazing. Savage Orcs being able to hit in two rows means you get another damage. Yeah. Maybe two. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> nice, I guess. Yeah. Will I be bringing Galatian Veterans still? 
Yes, I will. Probably yes. Yeah. Now it especially because I get the option of two to four, and I think I can only ever fit in three. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's you're gonna have all the drops because it's not gonna cut down on drops. But honestly, at that point, Who I don't think you're playing. The gives drop. a shit. Yeah, you're just like because <laughs> here's the thing. Oh no, I don't get to decide if I go first or second. Cool. Who cares? Who cares, baby? You've, you've probably built your army to not have to. Yeah. Honestly, mind. So that's the core battalions. It sure is. Those Would you like to move on to the artifacts of power? Yeah, let's talk about some artifacts. Give me those artifacts. One of the relics you. of I'll tell you about some shit I found in some caves. Because <laughs> that's what this, this is. This is what the Galatian champions are finding. These artifacts are hot shit, by the way. They're good. That's, that's I realize if we're international audiences, they're going to have a hard time parsing our various levels of crap. Like, that's uh -huh. hot crap. That's actually good here. Uh, it's like the dog's balls. Is that good or bad? The dog's bollocks is bad. Or is it good? Pens bollocks is bad. Bollocks is bad. But dog's bollocks are good. Maybe. Which I don't is know. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, tell us about your dog's bollocks. No, no. Um, so the relics of Galette. So we've got three things here. First one is the tusk helm, which I like because it's just a helmet with a tusk <laughs> on it, I guess. Um, after the bearer makes a charge move, you pick an enemy within one inch of the bearer. If you do, roll a number of dice equal to the unmodified charge roll. For each four up, they take a mortal wound. Uh, if they already had an ability that triggers like that, like Ogors do, uh, you have to pick which one goes in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a roll damage on a four up, so there's a chance you roll four dice and get one damage, and there's a chance you crank a 12-inch charge and this guy just annihilates, just juggernauts his way through something. It's swingy, but I kind of like it, because if you've got an extra chance to take an artifact and you've got a hero that already wants to be charging in and doing damage... Why not? Why not? You know, pick off a couple more uh, points with it. I think I rolled a four, then exactly zero fours when I took it yeah. on my... Oh my god! Yeah, that's that'll so, happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, swingy. So somebody out there is rolling four sixes to counteract your fours. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and then we have the night flare cloak, night flyer cloak. Sorry, sorry. I like night flare. Night flare does sound cool. Sounds yeah. way cooler. Uh, this one during deployment, you get. Uh, this one turns you into a stormcast. Yeah, during deployment, <laughs> instead of setting up the bear on the battlefield, you put him on the side as a reserve. At the end of the movement phase, you set him up on the battlefield more than nine inches from an enemy unit, but within an inch of a friendly battle line unit. So this one's a little risky if you didn't bring a lot of battle line or your battle line is not in a place where you can be outside of nine of an enemy. Mm -hmm. But it lets you keep a hero off the table. And if you've got a way to get battle line across the table, you've got a big green hand or a prayer teleport or something, you throw those onto an objective, you slap a champion down using this thing, you got that objective. And you can do it way the fuck on the side of the... T I like how we both keep looking at the table. We're at, yeah. like, over in that over corner. There, yeah, that, that corner. corner. The, the corner one, that doesn't have anything in it currently. The one we put our drinks on. <laughs> <laughs> the one that whenever we're playing, when, I, when I'm deploying Stormcast, and I give you that look, and you go, ugh, and you have to start cleaning off the back all, of the table. Because all the, all the I'm going to try to manage yeah. to deploy on the edge of the table <laughs> to see if you've left me nine inches. I was like, man, this is where my dice and my drink was. And I had my <laughs> book set out. And well, now guess what? Everybody gets to be irritating and do a deep strike thing like that. That's that is a good artifact. Flip table. <laughs> if you so could bad. flip this table, I'd be impressed. I would be too. It's got a lot of There's a lot of shit. It's under very here. heavy. It's got stuff on it. Yeah, so that is a good thing. Um, and also interesting enough, it does not say that uh, if they are not set up by the end of the turn, they are destroyed. I, I don't know if that's actually a rule for just reserve units in general. Mm -hmm. I remember it used to be listed on the actual thing. That may be a rule for just reserve units, but if not, it is kind of funny that your hero could just decide not to fight. He's like, you know what? <laughs> just <nah. Yeah. laughs> turn five you're gonna deploy him no no <laughs> he's leaving and then we have the griff feather charm which is a five up ward just a which solid, is solid reliable five really up ward solid that they were just like hey you know what screw that six up ward we're gonna give him a five up ward for the season because it seems appropriate yeah i think that the 
a lot of things have wards. Ward saves are easier to get, and a five up is not nearly as difficult to get around. Yeah. You know. Also, Plus, it's only for Galatian champions. You can't give this to like your freaking yeah. Mega boss on Mega Boss on <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Like, yeah, I guess we should have actually said that. These are only champions. Only champions artifacts here. But They're that's the only ones that can have them. If you've got like a Mega Boss on foot, a five up ward. Doesn't sound terrible. Pretty good. Especially after the Tusk Helm seems to have fallen off and rolled down the hill. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do that instead. Maybe. Them, just pick one more. every time. Especially with the unique enhancements. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we're not there. Oh, now we are there. Oh, well, we yeah. are. So, do you want to explain how these work? As a Stormcast player, I get it, but not a lot of armies have their own unique weirdness like this. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So... An aspect of a champion is a unique enhancement. You can always take one aspect of the champion enhancement for your army, and each time you take an aspect of a champion enhancement, you can pick one aspect of the champion from the table below and give it to one Galatian champion in your army. If a rule allows you to take an extra enhancement, so if you have like another if you have like a battalion or something that gives you an extra enhancement, yeah. you can take another aspect of the champion as your unique enhancement, right? Yes. So, this is the bonus enhancement on top of your other enhancements. Yes. And you can't select the same one twice. And Correct. you can't give one... You can't give a guy more than one aspect of the champion. Right. But really neat stuff because it's like, oh, so you get your command ability or your or your command trait. Trait, yeah. You get your artifact of power. And then if you're... And because you're still a Galatian champion, you can get a unique enhancement as mm -hmm. well. So you get all three. Yeah. You get basically supercharging. It's hero hammer, one, baby. It's, it's hero hammer. It's one dude is like, I have all of the magic <laughs> items and then you I found in this dungeon. Bring on the boss. And then you put him, you give him best damn day. Uh -huh. And then he runs straight up the table and whiffs all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> he just completely misses everything. You put him next so. to deadly terrain, you roll, and he dies. <laughs> no, the purple sun eats him. Something really Something stupid, really has stupid to happen. happens yeah. to him. Because that's, that's how every adventuring party goes. Yes. So. Here are the unique enhancements that you can take for your Galatian champion, right? Mm -hmm. Number one is a Tunnel Master. Once per battle, instead of that's picking a, the Galatian... That's the one you're that's, that's, yeah. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. There's some really good ones in here, okay? Okay. So Tunnel Master's really good, but once per battle, instead of picking this Galatian champion to make a normal move, you can remove it from the battlefield and set it up again on the battlefield more than nine inches from all enemy units. That's so just a free teleport. It's just a free teleport. He just goes, see ya, my storm and then cast, is gone. My Stormcast will never be in the same place twice ever again. I'm going to be constantly running <laughs> around the table. Constantly running around. Now, what I really actually kind of enjoy... So, it doesn't work if you're already in combat, because you can't make a normal move. Because a retreat is not a normal move. Yes. But, if you're, like, just, like, outside of that, it's like, mm, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, you're staring down the barrel of those brutes, oh. and you've lost your front lines. <laughs> it's and you're like, like mm, this is a bad place yeah. for me to be. Let me be behind them. Yes. Or way, we looked at the corner again. Yeah, looked at the corner. Way, way over there. Way over in the corner. Maybe your uh, maybe your your battle like your battle tactic or grand strategy is to keep you know, like your general alive in some variety. Maybe that mm -hmm. guy's your general then. Yeah. And you're just like you know what? I can't scatter any more points, but I can keep my general alive by teleporting him halfway across the freaking table. Let's do that. The ability to have a teleport is, I mean, that's that half, you can that you can do whenever you want. Yeah, that's half the power of Stormcast, and that's what how that's how Stormcast wins is yeah. because you deploy correctly and tactfully. Uh, and this, this is good. A lot of armies needed this. Some armies didn't need another one, but I'm going to take it anyway. <laughs> but if you can, teleporting a hero is never a bad idea, especially when your heroes can be supercharged and they can sit on an objective and cap it, no matter how many other people are on it. Yeah, that's pretty. It's good. a pretty solid ability to have. Yes. Number two, 
fueled by Gurish Rage. This is actually the one that I like. Um, once per this battle, before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to this Galatian champion, and that wound or mortal wound would cause it to be slain, you can roll a dice. On a three-up, that mortal wound or wound is negated, and you can heal it to D3 wounds allocated to it, and any wounds that are currently remaining to be allocated are erased. Yes. I like that. That is really solid. The only thing it's I don't like. It's a 66% chance of yeah. happening. <laughs> that three up of like, oh, that's, oh, that's like, the I only need... thing that pushed that one down from being my favorite. Yeah. Because I was like it's that not a... and Tunnel Master, and I was like, ah, that three up. Yeah, I'm going to roll it's a, a two. It's a D3. Yeah. It's a D3. I'm, I'm going to roll. It's a D6. Or you, you got a 66% chance. Yeah. <laughs> Two thirds of the time, this is going to work. Or for me, 0% of the yeah. time, this is going to work. Basically, this is when I roll my two. Yeah. So that's why I was like. But otherwise, if you think you're good at dice rolling, this is really this cool. This is really cool. This has a lot of fun for like narrative battles and more casual games and stuff, too, because it's really funny to kill a guy and have him be like, no, you didn't. It's uh, It reminds me a lot of um, of like a rage power yeah. where you're like, huh, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> the half-orc racial it's a, ability. It's a half, it's Go to a half zero, orc, you yeah. pop back up. Pop back up. Start slapping. It's like, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, but what if you're as stubborn as a Rhinox? I don't know. What if you are? Well, if you're as stubborn as a Rhinox, which is the third ability, you, uh, Glacian Champions, count as the Glacian Champions, so the guy you pick, counts as 10 models for the purpose of contesting objectives while there are no enemy Glacian Champions contesting the same objective. Thanks, but no thanks. Like, while that makes a lot of sense, it's immediately discredited if somebody throws a 70-point Skaven onto the point with you. Also, with a lot of the... T- also, with a lot of the battle plans that require like only Galatian champions can contest it yeah it matters a lot less yeah this one is like they need they need to give you four so sometimes yeah. there's, there's gonna be the <laughs> one that's like, like there's gonna be the one that's like eh, i guess not. but probably not the tunnel master and gurish rage are still so much more so useful. much better yeah. but there is one more yes, there's there is. Four. So this about... one is really good if you don't have an army that can do this or has it's command points all so over the So tell me what leadership of the Alpha does. Actually. Once per battle, this Galatian champion can issue one of the following commands up to three times in the same phase. Rally, all-out attack, all-out defense, or redeploy. If it does so, no command point is spent the second and third times that it issues the command. Let me tell you how freaking awesome this is as an orc player. Yeah, as someone who does this. <laughs> someone who does this regularly where you go, uh, oh yeah, um, all-out defense, all-out defense, all-out defense. And so all of a sudden, where you have three different fights happening, all of those units are now plus one to their save. It is amazing because it can't be countered properly with somebody else, like unless you have the ability to do so. Their all-out attack is not going to matter as much. No. Like, they, they might be souping up one fight, and they're just like, cool, this fight, you might be winning, but you're not going to win that fight and this fight as well. Yeah. So it's just a... It's it's so it's so good. Using so the right good. time, yeah. it's gonna it's, swing a battle because all defense is the same in the right time as well. If you've got a tough unit and you need it to be a little bit tougher, and your opponent isn't ready to try to take the whole thing out. Yep. But let's not uh, throw away the memory of doing redeploy on three different <laughs> units and fucking just rearranging the table <laughs> just... while your opponent's trying to move. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna redeploy these guys forward, these guys to the side, and these guys over here. We're just gonna t- finish your turn. I'm gonna Tetris this real quick for yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, wait, and wait, what's going on? everything that you thought you were going to do is now incorrect because I have strategically maneuvered the weak unit behind the strong unit as a strong unit has moved up and the other one has kind of shuffled off to the side but can still tag you if you if you come forward. Yeah, <laughs> that that I feel like has a lot of really funny like you're gonna you're gonna whoopsie yourself into that in a tournament and someone's gonna do a triple redeploy and you're gonna be like fuck. Uh oh, <laughs> they've just formed like. The claw yeah, to grab some, me now. Some sort of weird Voltron formation just happened, and I'm not sure which way is up anymore. Also, rally if you've got a unit that rallies on a four. 
uh, Vanquishers, I think, or fours on Stormcast. All Beasts of Chaos, Brayherd. I, I just read the book, everyone, so I'm getting the names wrong. Um, but they all rally on a five instead of a six if they have a banner. Mm. So being able to rally three of those, if you've picked the all her faction for that, they each unit of those regenerates D3 plus three at the end of the turn automatically. Yeah. So then you're going to rally in the hero phase, fight a bunch, and then reheal everybody together. Dude, ha- the number, the way that I've been thinking about this with um, with my Agnath Deepkin and with my oh, like the archers list that I have kind of set up where it's like two or three packs of 20 mm-hmm. and so that are already going to bring models back because of you know, because I know Deepkin is a death army <laughs> that snuck into order somehow. Snuck into order somehow. So it's like, oh wait, uh, cuz I'm in uh the uh the Morphan, so I'm going to Morphan them back and then I'll and then I'll rally them because it was happening in different phases. So fuck you, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then it's like, wait, I killed half. Yeah, I brought all of them back. This one is, it's really good. It's really good. I don't know. I still think Tunnel Master has the more tactical ability. Tunnel Master is probably the one that's going to be picked most frequently because it's the easiest one to have utility for all armies. For. Yeah, it's almost always going to be useful to pick up a hero and yeah. put him down somewhere else on the table. This, you might go to where? Well, now my army's so spread out that I can't actually tag this many units. Right. It's not... Not you know. as effective. But, you know, if you're playing, like, Gunline Cities of Sigmar, I want to say... We'll do a little research here because I just realized I might have a terrible combo to come back to. Ooh. Because they also have abilities to, like, everybody gets the same ability at once kind of thing. Um, it's good. We'll probably see a, a couple of it. But yeah. I, I still think you're going to see the first one and then probably the second one as a, like, as a fun... The, the, the thing is, is how many valuable heroes on a three-up or did, did you want to put a whole escalation aspect champion on? It's the that's, it's that's like valuable to come yeah. back. So here's so it's the thing of like if you're already going to have it right, mm-hmm. if because you, you don't have to have like a battalion or anything built around it because you just get the Galatian champion and then you get yeah. the, and you get the unique enhancement. So if you just have like the one model, it's like hey they need a little something. What are they gonna get? Well, they get tunnel master. That'd be cool. Or do I have them in a fight? Because they're really good, because they're really good fighter, but they're kind of, kind of squishy. Yeah. So maybe I got the chance of like say six percent where they go, you know, they're fighting a hero or whatever, and then they die, but actually they don't. <laughs> I can see like, like the mega boss would be a good one. Mega boss is a good Doom one. Bull. Anybody that's like right at that yeah, line. Yeah, it's, it's right it's, for the uh, champion. It's yeah, it's the line. Yeah, it is. It is the right at the line where mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, this guy is like good, but maybe not like the. Be- I was actually thinking of um. What's the the naked orc? Um, Savage big boss. The Savage big boss. Yeah, is in kind of that category of like can do a lot of damage, but usually is dead first. Yeah, usually <laughs> you bring him so you can pregame move eight inches and then he dies. Right, but he, That's but why he has there. a really good swing. Like he can, yeah. he can hurt stuff. So he, if he has, has to show up first. He just has to get into the fight, and the problem is that he dies usually before he gets into the fight. Well, maybe this time he gets into the fight. Yeah, and then he goes ah, and just kills a bunch of shit. It's, it's, That'd be dope. It has a it has a good chance to be really funny memory too. Yeah. When you come back and kill the thing that was fighting you and then don't die. So it's solid. It is Shall solid. we take a break and then we will come back and give us and give the grand strategies and battle tactics because whoo boy, we're gonna spend some time on this bit. We are, and then we're gonna really fast describe maps to you. Oh boy. Oh boy, listen to guys talk about maps. But first we're gonna talk about words when we get back. 
Gigabyte's Cafe in Marietta, Georgia is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabyte's carries a wide selection of miniature lines including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a wargamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Are you still bringing gray plastic to the table game after game? Do you have a big tournament coming up, but your army is barely glued together? Don't worry, Llama Juice Painting is here to help. Free your minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on facebook.com slash painting and get your quote today. And welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I really hope the chair squeak. I really do too. Came chair, through perfectly. The chair squeak was perfect. Just like uh, right, at the, like right as I was coming in, I like leaned to the microphone, like you know, to get my nice, soft, sensual voice, my supple voice, ooh. ready to ready to hit this microphone real good. Hit it right in the. And there was just a quick squeak, where it was like my chair is just letting out a nice <laughs> silent fart. I didn't realize that I bought the extra squeaky chairs <laughs> for the studio. The worst. <laughs> Just the worst timing, uh, or best timing, if you're into the comedy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which if you listen are, to us, that's what this entire show is. Why in the world are you listening to this if it's not for good uh, comedy? For happy, you already have this book. Happy, you have this. Book. Yeah, you don't need this. You don't need. You don't need any of this. This is just nonsense. Too. We we could just leave. We could. Yeah, I was, I I was trying to cue. I was trying to serve up the bit for you. Yeah, well, I had my book in my hand. I dropped the book yeah. so I could do the so I could do the bit. The bit was hard. Hey oh, all right. So we got some grand strategies here, and we were talking a little before the show about the fact that uh, these are not as hard as last season, or at least they don't seem to lock out as many armies as last season. But wait, there's a little subtitle to this that armies are intrinsically locked out if you don't have Galatian champions from like this whole book. Sorry, my fellow Gargans. I don't know what we're gonna do this season. Just show up and hope we can break that Hearthstone. Do Gargan shit. Just do Gargan shit again. You can you can sneak another Man Crusher into your list. Woo-hoo! Yeah, boy. King Broad's out there. Yahoo! They all went down in points. It's great. My, um, it's my impression of uh, of an impression. That was of good. Mario. Yeah, that was good. It was that Chris Pratt's it's Mario. Chris, it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's my it's impression me, of Chris, Chris it's, Pratt. <laughs> it's my impression of Chris Pratt's Mario. Oh, yeah. Yahoo! Yeah. God, what are they? Why? 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 <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time because the rest of that movie looks fucking amazing. I You're just. Like, just the best best choices. It's gonna have an excellent Jack Black performance. Oh yeah, and and we've got dumb shit at the forefront of this movie. Brad is Mario. Yahoo! I just feel like there might have been a better choice. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the guy's been voicing Mario for the last ever X number of years. The guy that's like always does it. It's uh, at every con as the voice of Mario. Super nice guy. I can't remember his name, but I've actually met him. Yeah. He's really nice. Yeah, maybe that guy. He's in it. He, is. he does a cameo. Yeah. Just, just not as not Mario. Just not as Mario. Uh, but let's talk about some uh some other uh underground caverns full of mushroom people and piranha plants. Is yeah. that is that what they're fighting I against? I think that's kind of what, what, what we're fighting yeah. against in here. We're on level uh, 1-2? 3? 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, that's the cave one. Yeah. I kind of jumped in on Super Mario World, so yeah. I'm like, oh, the cave was the fourth or one level. Or 1-2. 
Yeah, one dash two. One dash two in the original Super yeah. Mario. You're right. Yeah. So that's it. Season one was one. Yeah. This is one dash two. One dash two. Have we figured it out? Oh my god. Can we find out one dash three? Is that the next season? It might be. Is that a cloud level? Holy shit. Oh, jump cracked the code. Wait, if it's the one where all the pillars are up and the sky, and it's a lot of it's a big jumping level. God. And you gotta do flying shit, and the new K book, KO book is coming out. Oh my We've god. We cracked the code. James everyone. Workshop is over there going, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out! I've just been copying Super Mario, or not even Super Mario Brothers. Fine, they'll never, they'll, you know what, though, we're not going to predict the next season, which involves uh, Kragnos standing at the top of a construction site and throwing barrels down at people. Womp, womp, womp. Only uh, Annihilators with Grand Hammers can defeat him. Uh, these jokes are dumb. Don't so we, we got some grand <laughs> strategies here. We're going to read them real fast. Uh, they are, I believe... Some of them are the same as last season. Some of them are hot garbage. Some of them you might take. Yeah, yeah. Depending on your army. Let's go back and forth. Okay. Let's do a little switcheroo. Neat. Let's I'll take number one. It. It's Tame the Land. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if you control all of the objectives on the battlefield that are wholly outside of your territory. Better hope that the map does that. Yeah. Because if it has one of the ones where they're on the line, they're not considered holy, and then you could just lose because of the map. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> let's go to defend what's ours. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are no enemy units wholly within your territory. You but might take that one. You might take that one. And when you look at some of the territories in this upcoming thing, you might be like, well, that's risky on some of them. Yeah. Because some of them, a guy Your territory is like half the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, good luck. Good luck. But much better than the first one. Indeed. Number three, take what's theirs. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are more friendly than enemy units wholly within enemy territory. Beasts of Chaos, if they didn't already have better choices, could probably try to pull this one off because yep. they can deep strike everywhere. You could theoretically play to doing this with an army that deep strikes, but you'd have to be real smart or leave a lot of your army not doing anything. Yeah, this is this is a little um, this is a little horde mode. I don't know what that was. That was cool. That yeah, was <laughs> neat. Um, I was thinking Slanesh actually would be not a bad choice for this because usually you have like a lot of units and you're summoning more in the late and game you're too, yeah, yeah you're summoning more in the late game and you're just kind of getting them into the territory because you just have to outnumber them yeah, you, don't so have to, you don't have to be controlling all the objectives like the first one you just have to be have more dudes and if you're playing Slanesh you you've already lost the game correct probably <laughs> so, so at least you can try and get your yeah, grand strategy so just, just spam summon Daemonettes into the backfield <laughs> to try to get this yeah uh, and then we got uh, stake a claim when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If three or more friendly Galatian champions are wholly within enemy territory. Fuck no. <laughs> well, oh, so as a Stormcast player, maybe. Because I can just teleport those boys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if Do you I not have better choices, though? Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Stormcast? <laughs> no, you don't. No, the Stormcast, we, we were talking about this before. Uh, we are saddled with the first book out thing. Mm. It was really cool when it launched, and now we are forever yeah. s trending downward. I was, I was just thinking about how like army construction where you have to have three because it's three or more yes friendly galatian champions so it's three heroes under seven wounds that are not mounted that are not unique yes how many armies are you building that have three or more of those particular types of heroes in there how many armies am i building because well okay but you, you uh, build dumb shit i <laughs> seem to i also seem to have lucked in that a lot of my armies use little heroes without mounts uh, that's I, true. I, like stormcast half the book is little guys without mounts yeah and as if you hadn't absolutely murked the hero in the first <laughs> turn that i brought she has an automatic teleport built in mm. you bring a priest who can teleport on a two up you take that tusk helm at the last turn you just throw all three of those guys into your opponent's objective and, and hope that, they all survive. And hope that they survive. Well, if they're Stormcast, yeah, and they probably will. if they've lived, you That's just put true. them on the end of the table. Make yeah. your opponent run all the way back to deal with that. 
I think you could do that with Stormcast. If you want to sack 300 points to bring three of those Knight Zephyros and just Oh, yeah, you have, you have cheap heroes, too. That's the yeah. other part of it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, also like, Cities of Sigmar, you could bring six nonsense goober heroes yeah, and just have them like, run up there. I was thinking, like, KO stuff where to have to, like, have them all in a ship and then take that ship all the way to the other end and then deploy all those units down. The style of armies you play does not lend to this one, to but this. it does for me because yeah. it's like, well, Nurgle, all the demon heroes. All the demon heroes. Count. And you can summon in demon heroes. That's true. So Nurgle's got a little bit of a late game advantage on this, too. You can summon in a Galatian champion. Don't hate that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Survivor's Instinct. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if the model picked to be your general is a Galatian champion and that model is contesting an objective wholly outside of your territory. Uh, this feels like you could probably accomplish it, but it has a lot of conditional things because you have to be... Your general it's, has to be alive. It has to That's be alive, and he has to be contesting an objective. Mm-hmm. That's the harder pit, I feel like, because not all of the and it's and wholly, it has to be wholly, wholly outside, outside of your territory. territory. So again, any of the court, like the the on territory line stuff, doesn't count. It needs to be in your opponent's territory. Basically, your opponents or one of the middle ground right. ones. So why would you not just take the first one? I don't know. Uh, I think why would you just not take it is the answer to a lot of these and why it comes down to, like, the first three yeah, are usually yeah, the ones you see things. a lot. Or you have a book-specific one. Right. But Which the book-specific ones <laughs> are very hard. The Stormcast ones, by the way, you were asking about them. Yeah. Some of them are like, you must have, uh, you get this if there are two Cities of Sigmar's units on the table at the end of the game. Well, what if your opponent brought one? It doesn't say yours. It just says Cities of Sigmar. So it's like if your opponent brought one 50-point hero or something and just ran it across the table, you can't get your grand objective. Oof. Because of the wording on yeah. that thing. Yeah. So Stormcast, guess what? Uh, you got to take a claim. That seems That's probably what I'm going to be going for. What if the day was yours, though? The day is ours, you say. Mm-hmm. Well, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are more friendly Galatian champions from your starting army, very important, um, then Galatian champions from your opponent's starting army on the battlefield. I could. S- that one's not bad. That one's not bad because if you've got heavy shooting, um, once again, I'm thinking a lot of Stormcast on this because that's what's fresh in my head from yeah. playing this book. A uh, bunch of shooting and a couple of heroes to just hide in the back. Shoot off their heroes. No matter what, you've got those. This was the one I picked. Yeah, I was I was half thinking I was half thinking of this for um, uh, Ineth Deepkin as well. Mm-hmm. Like especially because you have like a, uh, some cheaper here, like they're cheaper heroes yeah. that you're probably gonna bring anyway, especially like, something like a more fan. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you just want them on the table. So if you have like four of them, all you have to do is make sure they're alive and they they have more than your opponent does, which your opponent's probably not bringing four of those suckers, unless they're like how many people. Like it's always a thing of like how many is your opponent going to bring? How many heroes can you garrison in a ship? Uh. Each woo- Once again, the garrison rules rear their ugly heads on the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. It's so it depends on the ship. No, I mean off. like the pirate ship. Oh, like this, like oh, the biggest one? No, no, the the the, the Ideneth one. Oh, the Ideneth yes. one. Oh, um, because I'm thinking of how you could do this as Ideneth. Yeah, you can have uh, up to five models. So you in, could just in a in the small one. So you could put your heroes in there after they've done their stuff. You could just run them into their little hidey spot. Keep him there the rest of the game if you needed to. Because you've got the one that reverses the tides. What's he doing after he's done that? Not a lot. Not a lot. The one that lets you deep strike. Run back away from that fight now that you yeah. deep struck them in. Well, and if you're bringing, like, like packs of units, like, as a general rule, your opponent has to deal with the packs of units first. Yeah, so. they can't. Ideneth is, like, super not getting shot now. Right. You're getting well, shot you can't, five different rules. Well, yeah, because you can't get shot. Like, those heroes can't get shot anyway because you have to shoot the first thing. You have to shoot the closest thing. Yeah. So as long as they're tucked behind something else, they're never going to get to them anyway. So what do you care? 
Yeah, exactly. You don't have to bring the Galatian champion stuff. They just are Galatian champ. Like you don't have to bring the battalion for it. They just are Galatian champions. I could see. I could see somebody who can do like little heroes like that, yeah. and, and then hide them away. Maybe doing maybe this. some skate. Maybe some Skaven type stuff. Yeah, assuming yeah. that they don't explode themselves. Yeah, well, if you bring six heroes of Skaven, you just run away the whole time. Yeah, you might just be able to do that. <laughs> you just yakety sacks your way around the table. <laughs> oh my gosh, hold on. It's friendly from your starting army. Okay, hold on. So if you put, if you make your general an assassin, the cities of Sigmar model assassin. It's just called assassin. assassin. <laughs> That's how old this model is. <laughs> uh, it starts. You don't. It it comes out of an infantry unit. Right. Like, so if you bring six of those, how much are they? How many points are there? 90. 90? Okay. So Everything dedicated... in Cities of Sigmar yeah. falls over cheap. Well, hold so on. You... you can't bring... S- how many... Well, you can't bring six. Maybe six heroes. You bring six heroes? Yeah. On the nose? Yeah. How many are odd? Oh, boy. Do I know how many heroes you can uh, shove into a fire slayer's list? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I never remember. Yeah, one to six. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. I, I play, a lot, play a lot of yeah. heavy hero lists. Yeah. Uh, so... It was five. Oh, yeah. God, you've been, you've been, I've been uh, wrong all day, neutering man. yourself a hero this whole time. I don't have that many heroes. And what would you do? Another war chanter? Yeah, it's maybe. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, but this is pretty cool because I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Yes, you put the assassins in the list. You don't deploy the assassins the entire game, and, and then they all last pop turn, out. They go shit on the guys. Just pop out of the thing, and you've got six champions on the table. <laughs> now you've lost the entire game, Correct. but you will absolutely get the day is ours. Because no one's going to be, and you have to just, and they don't know which infantry unit it's in, so you just run around with little 10-man packs of guard that cost 90 points, so you've got 50 of them on the table. Just a bunch of those guards. The whole game is a shell game of where your general is for your opponent. Now, you're not going to do any points. That's that's so stupid. I love it. you've essentially brought a different game to play to the tournament. I just love the idea of, like, you just, like... Like your opponent's just running around, like smashing, like smashing a, uh, a unit, smashing units. Like, no, they're here, they're here. Where are these assassins? Smash another unit. Is it in there? No. no. <laughs> oh man, it's like yeah. Link breaking open, uh, breaking jars open. <laughs> There's a ruby. I also like that when you search the app for ass, it's the one that comes up. Oh, he's 80 points. I'm oh. sorry. He's oh, he's cheaper. So instead of setting him up, you set him to one side and say he's hiding his reserve unit at the start of the combat phase. Um, you set him up one inch within a friendly Sigmar unit that has five or more models and a wound characteristics of one. If he's not set up before the start of the fourth battle run, it's slain. So you do have to dump them all on, on round third, three. On round three. Uh, but that's okay because they have a movement of six, so you can just run those guys away from the fight. <laughs> They've all dropped in. Ha-ha! Run away! Run away! <laughs> just run. Yeah. So that, uh, that's how you do the day is ours, everybody. We told you. That's the, that's the big secret thing. Uh-oh. I think we're still recording. Okay, I, was, I see the thing still we'll moving. What a, what an incredible... An incredible error message that's popping up. Oh, look at that. We're still on. We're, st- we're still recording? Yeah. My goodness. It's that thing is giving me all kinds of error messages. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's really mad at you for some reason. new studio. It said it detected feedback. News from something. I'll give you feedback. Yeah. I don't know what's in here. Feedback with all these unsecured wires all over the floor. And yeah, imagine. Yeah. It's all squeaking on this chair. That actually might be what it thinks is feedback. Everybody listen to our chairs. <laughs> So those are the grand strategies. Yeah, so uh, that's it. Uh, starting army is clarified to not be summons and stuff. So, yeah. There's Neat. that. Battle tactics. Battle tactics. Do we want to go through them first and then, and then do our, our, our grumpusness? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's run through them real fast. I'll take the first one then, since you took the first one last time. Well, fine. I cleared my throat for nothing. Because I'm trying to gain momentum. Yeah, put that <laughs> phlegm back in. <laughs> well, it just actually... Ugh. Um, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if the unit is destroyed during this turn, and you control more objectives than your opponent at the end of the turn. Super easy one. Neat. 
An eye for an eye. You complete this battle tactic if one or more friendly units were destroyed in the previous turn and one or more enemy units are destroyed during this turn. Neat. That's yep. an easy one. That neat. Desecrate their lands. You might have heard this one. Pick a terrain feature or faction terrain feature partially or wholly within enemy territory. Complete the battle tactic if you control that terrain feature at the end of the turn, which is basically have guys on top of it. Yeah, like an objective kind of. Super easy. Yeah. This one's mine. Uh, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn by an attack made by the model picked to be your general. Little specific, but there's some. There's yeah. probably some people that have like generals that are good fighty dudes, so you might yep. pick that for them. Mega boss with an artifact, a command trait, and a special enhancement. Yeah, you know, I can see that working. Or just a mega boss on a mod crusher, just going around killing shit. Who cares? Yeah, that's true because it doesn't have to be a veteran for this. No, it just so. has to be your general. Whoever yeah. you pick, be your general and send him across. And it and the unit is just an enemy unit. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter what the enemy unit is. They just have to have your general in the fight. Yes. You just pick that unit. Uh, next, we have a matter of honor. You pick one enemy Galatian champion or sworn battle well, sworn bodyguard unit on the battlefield. Uh, you complete this battle tactic if the unit is destroyed during this turn by an attack made by a friendly Galatian champion or sworn bodyguard unit. You'll know if you're going to get this or not because yeah. it's going to be in the hero phase probably because you might be trying to do that swing in the hero phase thing. Not great. It's hard to do. It's harder to do because if your opponent looks at you and goes. Well, I'm just not going to give you my Galatian veteran and champion pack because you only get one. Yeah. So if they're on opposite ends of the table, this may never even have a chance to happen. Yeah. And you're really hunting for Galatian champ, like the Galatian champions by themselves, probably. Mm. It's nice that they give you the Swarm Bodyguard as an option. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like, oh, it's Galatian champion versus Galatian champion in most instances. So. Fingers crossed, maybe? Yeah, fingers crossed yeah. that you've ended up with your rune lord uh, or rune father Something or somebody up there to do some damage. Yeah, Swinging some okay, shit. Okay, so when your assassins yeah. pop out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lead the assault. You complete this battle tactic if at least two of the objectives you control are in enemy territory and are each contested by any friendly Galatian champions. That one's not terrible because it's just in enemy territory. Yeah. So it's not wholly within, so the borderline ones count. You do need to have Galatian Champions, but in most instances, you probably will have two. You also need to have a map that has two objectives in enemy territory. That is guess true. what? Less than half of them. I already looked at this one. Did you this, really? Yeah, this one is mm. negated by half of the maps. Ouch. Yeah. Oof. So, that's not, maybe not great design. Big oof. When the page... Oh, it's another one. Let's turn the page and it counteracts the rule on the, the previous Ooh. page. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bigger concept here we'll get to about the how they've made it to where some armies have so few things they can do now. Yeah. Um, but, where, where, where are we? You're on United Offense. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of being offensive, uh, United Offense. Pick one objective controlled by your opponent. You complete this battle tactic if you control the objective and two or more friendly Galatian champions are contesting that objective at the end of the turn. That's, uh, I mean, I guess if you've got a lot of Galatian champions... It's one of those ones that you can set up if you. Yeah. But you have to set it up. Yeah. Um. And it. The math. The mathematics don't necessarily work all the time here. Yeah. What's that last one though? You want, you want to pronounce uh, that correctly? Cunning manure. Cunning manure. <laughs> That's why I say we go damn get Land Warham got that cunning manure. Manure. <laughs> it's French, right? It's many of them. Many of yeah. Uh, pick one friendly Galatian champion on the battlefield that is more than three inches from all enemy units. You complete this battle tactic if at the end of the turn that Galatian champion is more than, uh, is more than three inches from all enemy units and is contesting an objective you control that is wholly outside of your territory. That is like if X, then Y, then Z. Can I tell you how you do this? You put the helm 
the the cloak or something that lets them uh, teleport. Yeah. And you go, okay, cool, more than three from units, and you've left an objective unsecured. But you I'm have just... to hope that the objective is unsecured. That's the thing. Your or opponent will hand kill, this one to you. Or kill whatever is on the objective, which is... And it has to be wholly outside your territory as well. Right. So it's your opponent's objective on most of these maps, or the, mental, the middle one, which is always the most contested right. spot. But I could see you doing this if you've got access to a teleport... And you watch your and your opponent just made a whoopsie, and they give you a little spot. Yeah, you could you could snare. Or if you're like not quite gonna table your opponent, but you might get close. Mm -hmm. So they have maybe had to abandon certain points for reasons. They had to pull. (laughs) They're running away or towards something. Yeah, Yeah. to just do it, and it's like, well, I can do this one because X, then Y, then Z. Yes. Also, we should say that all of these that uh, say you cannot contest by other Galatian champions if you're playing against uh, Gargans, who gives a crap. Yeah, they literally can't compete about half of this stuff. Talking about books that get almost just almost to the point of like, are we gonna play Gargans this season? Probably not. Like, I'm really sad that I just got Broad half painted up now. Yeah. Like, oh man, King Broad comes out, and then they're like, well, he should be the most champion. He, I mean, he is named. I guess this makes kind of sense that you can't get Gargans in the caves very easily. That, that okay, that tracks. Like, they don't want to be down there. Yeah, this isn't like. But Kragnos is down there. Yeah. Sometimes this game falls apart when you start really thinking about the logistics of this. There's some there's some there's some diggings. There's I mean, how do you get a turtle down there? Uh I don't know. Flush it. Ooh. This is what happened to the ninja turtles. That's true. Drop a little ooze down there. That, that's why you can do four turtles now. We're underground in the sewers. Ah. It makes sense. It's yeah. Mario and Ninja Turtles. We've looped it all together. So uh overall thoughts on the battle tactics. Not great. I I, uh, I like them better than I liked last season's because there's, like, one more I can probably do. Right. But these are – it is getting to be the point where I'm like, the battle tactics in here are what we've got, and you've got the ones in your book. But some books Some books are, are better, better than better. others, and so, yeah, we're <sighs> – I don't like the concept of you can't bring book tactics, you only have to use the battle tome. Mm-hmm. Well, or, I'm sorry, you can't bring battle tome, you only have to use the GHB. I don't like that because that starts that slippery slope of, like, well, in this tournament, you can't bring War Stompers because they usually beat me, and I don't like that. Right. Like, it starts that kind of like, well, if the TO just decides certain units and certain rules aren't applicable, the tournament becomes really weird, and I like more when it's like, we're using the GHB. That's the what we're going to use in there. But some of these books that are out, like I'm thinking Gits and uh, Beasts are the ones that we're going to be doing soon, hopefully. And uh, uh, STD also had pretty good ones. Like, some of them have ones that are just really easy, and yeah. you, you probably have access to six total in a five round game you're really aiming for four to five you know i feel like we almost always have one turn where you just don't get it or yeah. you can't or just you look at the table like when our last game was, i think turn four for both of us we were like well i'm out of I'm yeah out like, of i can't do anything can't do i can any try a, i can try to kill like a mega boss with a bird and that <laughs> might do it <laughs> like i don't know what else to do the at only this point. thing i've got a ch- i've got a chance at yeah yeah there's the uh the options became limited rather quickly and that's that brings us to the kind of the interesting uh point of this is the options being limited so if you've got gargants for instance um and you've got you know your battle tactics and the ones here but you can't do veterans or you, you can't do champions or veterans right so any of these that require that stuff you're automatically out of yeah um if you're a lot of armies also your galatian champions are not great you know they might not be good for this kind of stuff so it's it's kind of a concept of like are we going to keep having to go okay every new battle tome that comes out has to have a couple of freebies to counteract the fact that this document that we have right now is going to change every six months. Mm-hmm. So do you depend on your book for like 
the way it makes sense to me doing rules designing stuff is your book should be two that are pretty easy. Two that are like, oh, these are challenging, but still you could probably do them. And then two that are like, you got a long ball try for this, but if you do, this is the one you get that's your fifth one. Yeah. That feels like a good structure, and the new books kind of do that. But the old books... Do not have that Don't structure. do that. Yeah. Skaven, half the time, you if you didn't bring the right unit, you can't even engage with yeah. it. So the it, Nurgle ones are nonsense. The Nurgle ones are nonsense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Summon a great unclean one and have him do your taxes on turn five. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. How? There, you can tell, like, where some of the battle... Like, it was almost like some of the battle tactics were, like, trending towards, like, a narrative element. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, but in a narrative element, you're not going to really do the battle tactics as much yeah, anyway. Do you, do you like, care? Do you care? So... It all, and it feels like the battle tactics portion of this should be very strictly like competitive tournament play. Please like play test the shit out of this mm-hmm. to make sure that they are doable sixty percent of the time. Yeah, what is the reasoning from the rules directive for Gargans for this season? Like, and that's that's an honest question to GW. And hey, you know what? If anybody on GW's dares to go to the swamps with us to end <laughs> our level, I would love to have an honest discussion with this because like. You got Gargans, okay? You, Josh, you're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. You got no, your Gargans. None of those things are true, yes. but okay, thank you. <laughs> you, got your, you got your Gargans. You're all excited to play. Maybe you went with, like, three big guys and three little guys. You know, the, that's the me and my son uh, build, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're really excited about it. And you get this new book. You can't do any of the things. None of the new special abilities apply to you. And half the maps won't let you do your army very well. And half the tactics are inaccessible to you. Right. What is the feeling you have there? Because, like, you are playing a legit army. You're not playing a Forge World army. It's not like you're running uh, Fire Dwarves or Fimrir or something weird off Forge World where it's like, yeah, you, you're playing a janky-ass version of this game. Yeah. You brought Tamukin's Horde as your Nurgle army, man. Good luck explaining what that does <laughs> to people. Also, it kind of sucks now. But, like, that's you expect those to have crap rules where you're catching up the whole yeah. game. But if you're playing an army that is currently supported, it doesn't feel like it. With this, right. with this. And uh, it's like, what do you do then? If you're a Gargan player and that's all you play, do you just not play your game? Or do you just kind of play casually with friends and stuff? Or do you go to tournaments and just know that you are going to be swinging from behind on so yeah, much stuff? Yeah, I, I wonder if as a Gargan player, like, your, your modus operandi right now is that you have to just table your opponent. Yeah. Like, that's the only, like, your win, your win condition is table. It, it has it. to win can do table, stuff those champions in your pants, throw them in other, like, kill the you, champions. You just have to kill everything. Yeah. Which sucks because Gargans is my go-to driving army. Because, <laughs> because can there's just, only four models. Yeah, like, I'm just going to bring... you bring, like, seven. Oh, I have ten now. Yeah, 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 it's a horde. <laughs> Nine little guys and one big guy. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it is really dumb. Um, but, like, it, it's a... It's an interesting conversation. I'm hearing other podcasts and stuff talk about it too. Yeah. It's like, um, what what do you do at that point? When the game when the rules of the game don't necessarily encourage you to play the thing you love, mm-hmm. are you going to then go try to play something else? Like we're probably lucky that we have between the two of us an exorbitant amount of models. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we do each have access to multiple different armies that we play at any given time. Yeah. Usually depending on what season we're in time of the year what i actually have painted what i have painted and what's based and actually like capable of being run because currently none of my carriage and overlords are capable of being run because they've all broken off of their bases well that's (laughs) because they give you flight toothpicks it's true instead of Uh, actual flight stands and i have to buy like metal stands and start drilling into shit and doing like weird things anyway i'm on a tangent (laughs) um but yeah like that's like we are not the norm right yeah because when i see this and i see that gargants are 
kind of not unplayable. Yeah. But they're going to be way more challenging than maybe I want. I go, all right, but you know what? Stormcast looks like it's going to be pretty good this season. Nurgle, and I'm finally going to try some more fire. And so probably what and what winds up happening, which we know to be true, because that's honestly how the currency of this game has worked a lot of times. In those instances, people usually sell their current army to acquire the new army that they can play for Mm -hmm. competitive play. Which, you know, I mean, I don't like. I'm never selling anything that I'm not, that I'm not ever going to, like, in, never play again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I only sell armies that I then decide in six months that I actually do want to play. So that's well, that's, that's, that's how it works for that's me. The, that's, that's the curse of you. <laughs> yes, that's true. Keep looking at that Beast Army book and like, God dang it. I just sold I all my Beast I just sold all your ba- Beast Chaos, yeah. Um... Uh, look, I I bought Cruel Boys, and I immediately am just like, I mean, am I going to run a big wah? Uh. I don't know. At some point, we have to challenge somebody to run the biggest wah, because we have so many We orcs. can run, like, a 10,000 point We wall. actually can. Yeah. Like, legitimately, what, five ma- maw crushers, two Kragnos? Two, yeah, five five maw crushers, two Kragnos, partridge and pear tree. Yes. <laughs> the Kragnoses can be pulling the stone idol behind them. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that'd be good. One day I'll play with a Kragnos on the table. I, I wish you would. You Probably would. not for battle tactics. Though, no. He doesn't get any of them. No. So, yeah. uh, map stuff. Is that what we want to jump to? Yeah, let's get, let's talk a little bit about the map stuff. Because after that, I get your little scoring sheet. Neat. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thank you for, keep, good. for keeping that in there. Uh, that. Once again, little thing about the painting stuff. Always nice to have that. Slap shop. You, the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Slap shop your stuff. Uh, you got cruel boys. Paint, paint them, I guess. Play them, I guess. I guess. I hear they're in a real terrible spot. Oh, did you see the uh, the new um, Renown units that got released? No. Uh, that are getting released. It's You remember when they did the mercenary packs? Yeah. And it was like, you can bring a corpse cart and 40 zombies, and then these are mercenaries, and they can go into any army. Oh, yeah. Like they're kind of doing that a little bit the same. Uh, it's called um, Regiments of Renown, I think. I think 40K does this thing similar. Now you can actually buy them. So you don't have to be me and actually own a corpse cart from 400 years ago oh. to actually use it. But uh, you buy them. They're no longer mercenaries for anybody. I believe they have to be like order or death. Like you got to keep them in the same team. But they can go into other armies in that, if I'm understanding it correctly. So you could bring like those necromancers in like an Ossiarch army. For shits and giggles. Yeah, it's it doesn't look like it's going to be anything more than narrative yeah. fun. Because it's a lot of like, uh, you know, bring these three weird characters of this guy and his little entourage. And they're named and stuff. Is this like the shit that we found in the back of the warehouse that we need to sell? <laughs> It kind of, <laughs> when I saw that corpse car pack, I was like, I was like bro, nobody's <laughs> buying corpse cars. They were like, wait a second. Where did that come like, oh, from? Oh, shit, we found a box full of stuff that we need to we need to move this. Yeah. Uh, it's... What do we do? Uh, uh, mercenaries. Mercenaries. Regiments Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the corpse car? Yes. Yes, that's the thing we that's need to thing. sell. That's the thing. What can we package with it? I got some zombies. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah all right, sure. Falling all off of it. Oh uh, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't think it's supposed to be competitive stuff, but yeah. like I think it is. It's a little, It's a little bit of spring cleaning yeah. for some of their things, um, but it it does maybe mean we'll get to see some more unique builds and stuff, especially when you go to the tournament and get to the lower tables. Josh is I'm quitting the chair, man. Josh is quitting the chair. He's doing the rest of the show Standing suspended up. in midair. I'm gonna do like the little, like lean, like widespread lean. Yeah, do yeah. Squats here. That's good. Do squats the whole show so the audio sounds really good. Let us go the audio. Oh yeah. All right, let's talk about some battle plans. Yeah, I feel like I need I need to stand up now too. That's it. You guys can't hear this. We're standing up. Standing up. We're doing the last couple of minutes of the show standing up. We're doing this. 
It might be because we the toilet's broken and we both have to pee. Also, my ass cheeks hurt. Also, the chairs are not comfortable. <laughs> They're not, man. Studio we need some, chairs. We need some poor need choice. Some, woo, need some cushions. Yeah. I have, t- I have tender butt cheeks. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start building up my butt. Ugh. 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 You know, this is where we really need the video so everybody home can see us doing squats. <laughs> just, just, uh, just two guys, six thirty on a Friday, doing squats with together. each other. Uh, just squatting next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Just, isn't that what you do on a Friday night? Start squatting with other dudes. That's pretty much how I Friday night through Sunday morning, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Constantly unbroken eye contact too. That's what you have to do. I thought you were about to talk about unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> Uh, no, that's just the sleep deprivation catching up to me. Uh, so let's talk about, we've got the, the battle plans. Uh, a couple of them are the same. Prize of Gallant, I think, is the same. I believe so. As it was. Uh, Realmstone Cash is the same. I believe it's the same. Bring back the one with the curves. <laughs> battle Fif- lines drawn. This is fun. Uh, this, I think this is also, this is, I don't remember if this is from last or if this is a pull from a previous one. I've seen something like this before, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think it might be. A redo, a remake, yeah. a remix, a remix of maybe like a season or not season one, but like a book, like an old core yeah. book or something like that. This one doesn't have a objectives in it. It's no. just territory. It is, and this is the one where There's you do quadrants. not you do not nuke the entire yeah. quadrant when you yeah. use your spell. You not nuke a quadrant. Uh, also, you cannot kick an entire quadrant <laughs> out of a quadrant into another quadrant as a Gargan player. While that would be hilarious. <laughs> No one, no one can figure out how I would that's like, supposed to happen. I would like to terraform this land, please. <laughs> I'm going to need you to pick up all of the models yeah. on this quarter of the table, and here's my bandsaw. <laughs> destroy. <laughs> Every table has to be put into four pieces, so like, you just slide as it a, out. As a Gargan player, like, I would like to play God. <laughs> so that's what Gargan players do this yeah. season. Destroy the, table. destroy the table. Physically destroy the just table. Start smashing. You know, this is the real smash and bash. It really is. If you uh, if you eat your opponent's herdstone, I think you win the game. No, like, just actually, physically, just eat, physically yeah, eat it. You physically yeah. have to eat the herdstone. You win the game. Yeah, poop it out then. Yeah, poop out that's not going to be fun for anybody. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Extra rend on that tune, too. <laughs> so, yeah, Battle Lines Drawn is the territory, is the entire objective. Uh, uh, four quarters of the, instead of the objective. I think that's kind of cool. I, yeah, like I, I like, actually, I really like the ones that are, like, uh, territory, like, quadrant yeah. stuff. I, I found that one to be fun when I played it X number of years ago. Uh, Lurkers Below is... Knife to the what? Yeah. <laughs> it, is not, it is Knife to the Heart. It's, it's, just a the little, heart. it's just a little different. Yeah. Uh, because this now, with Lurkers Below, instead of where it's like, oh, if it's two points... Lurkers below uh, means you have to. There's three points of the objective, and you cannot control. You cannot control the next one until you control the one previous. So you have yeah. the one in your in your territory. You have to control that. Then there's one in the middle, and there's one in your opponent's territory, and you have to control each of them in a sequential order. Yes, which is super interesting for like slow plotty armies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this as a Nurgle. Uh, map in particular because you're going to do this anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, and if you control all three of them, then you win the game, and you win life. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's a it's a good map for like slow armies, like you yeah. said, the defensive that can move up because or fast army, you pin them in their deployment and just try to just try to whittle, whittle them down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that one. Flip. Uh, in the presence of idols, um, I'm trying to remember. This, this one is just not. It's fine, I guess. Uh, the special thing on this one is um, each player picks three different friendly units on the battlefield that they'd be idle units. The oh, idle yeah. units, um, you have the number of models that flee from any unit while they are wholly within six inches of any idle units. That's, I guess, cool, but some armies don't give a shit anyway, if that matters. Yeah. I mean, Battleshock is already not really a thing, although it's coming back. It is coming back. 
and there's there's more ways to make it count now. Right. So I'm hoping that that will then bring back around the fact that Ossiarch ignoring it is as powerful as it should be. Right. Like, they just don't care. Yeah. Uh, but also, why would they care about this? That That is the entire special thing about this map. It's also, it, this is also the type of map where it's, a, it's an interesting take, but is something you are probably going to forget. Yeah. Oh, well, most absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is because it it, the the rule is just weird enough where you're not going to remember it because it doesn't happen. It's not. A, it only happens in the one phase, mm-hmm. so it's not a thing that you're constantly like thinking about. And it's at the end of the turn, which is normally when you're like, "All right, I just want to get everything done." You're just, done, you're you're just, just trying to clean up so you yeah. can get prepped for the next turn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Nidus Path is stop a- back <laughs> again. Thanks. Oh boy. Stop this. Stop this deployment. Stop this deployment. Games Workshop. Don't make me do this. Stop doing I don't, this. I don't know how to make this happen. Yeah. I, I am not a smart enough man to understand how I'm supposed to deploy this thing. I know that you're like, oh, just measure nine inches from every point where they touch, and then that's the radius that they have to deploy. No, stop what? it. <laughs> just, just do the three bottom corners. Like, take out the middle shit here. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, why, because you want, like, the Nidus path be to have access so it's more interesting for people to jump on either side. It never fucking happens anyway, so stop worrying about it. The only one that ever anybody ever cares about is Nidus path A. And that's just to make sure that they got somebody on it to so prevent you, you from do, using do, it. Yeah, to yeah, prevent you from using only, it. That's you leave a, whole, a guy on it. It's a whole reason it exists. <clears throat> you don't need to do the rest of it. No. Also, the, the two middle points that are, like, on... Like on either person's object, like either person's territory, is not that far of a distance than if you were to take the nightest path B. Like it's actually faster to just run them diagonally across the table. Yeah, for most armies. For most armies, yeah. Stop it! Don't <laughs> stop. stop doing this. I like I like the teleport thing because I like the Mario levels where you go off on one side and come back on the other right. side. That's fun. The deployment takes me the, right out of it. The, the deployment zone is dumb. Stop it. Okay. Only the worthy. Only this the one is worthy. actually like a neat one. This is when the champions start mattering. Right. Is the second half of this, which once again, if you don't have those, well, this then is, you're fucked. It starts getting tougher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, only the worthy it has a Shrines of Conquest. While there are any Galatian champions within six inches of an objective, only Galatian champions can contest that objective. And in addition, no more than one Galatian champion from the same army can contest the same objective at the same time. So, you have to have... Glacian champions are better at controlling this map. Yes. Um, and this is a... Well, I mean, they're, they... If you are playing Gargants, you can't control an objective if there's a little guy you, Until you murder that dude. Yeah. So... That turns off the... Uh, yeah, that turns off a lot of things that are like, I hold this objective no matter what, because the champions thing... Because the champions is on there, yeah. Yeah. My, my rule trumps your rule. Yep. That's about it. Otherwise than that, it's four objectives. Yeah. And ha- and half and half on territory. Uh, Path of the Champion. This one is leadership forged in battle. At the start of your hero phase, if any friendly Galatian champions are contesting an objective that is wholly outside of your territory, you can pick two battle tactics to complete in that turn instead of one. That's really neat. Yeah. But please see battle tactics for why it's less neat. Exactly. <laughs> so let's. this is one that I've heard talked about on a yes or no on the tournament, so I think we should take a second on this. Mm. Because this is one that people are talking about in tournaments could be very devastating points-wise. Let's say you've got an army. I'm going to pick on our favorite daughters. Let's say you've got an army like daughters where you have battle tactics that are easy to do because they're almost the same as the ones that are in the book, but just different enough that they count. Yeah. So you could theoretically do two of them at the same time. If you have a battle tactic in your book that's like hold a terrain piece or objective or whatever, and then you've got another one that's in here that's hold a terrain piece, mm-hmm. Could I think you could just hold the one terrain piece. 
I don't see why not as long as the as long as the rulings are different. Yeah. So then you basically be... got four points or whatever right. off of that. Or yeah. So like that. If you've got the kind of army that leans into this, is this map could give you a lot of points yeah. over your opponent. Um, what I would say, and th- and so this is how I rule this as a tour- tournament organizer. Not that I'm a tournament organizer, but because most battle map objectives are like, did you complete your objective in, like, did you complete your objective and you have five rounds because so you, you get one battle battle tactic per yeah. right. So what you do is you just cap it at five. Doesn't matter when you, you just, completed you them. Get five and you done. just get when you get five, you, you get five. If you get a sixth one, good for you, but it doesn't actually count yeah. for anything. I so can... you just say, grand strategy, five plus battle tactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know, and then determine and determine your winner type of stuff, and then you get your thirty points or whatever. Yeah. Um, that would be how I would rule that to just simplify it so that way it actually does give an opportunity for maybe if you fell behind early you can catch up and maybe get like you know a minor victory or you can tie i think this is intended to be exactly what you said yeah you catch up but what it's really going to turn into once it hits the table is somebody like daughters or or beasts who have somewhat easy tactics they're just going to pull ahead yeah pull ahead and you're not going to be able to counteract that because if you've got two turns not even Think about all of our games. How close are they at the end? Usually, usually we're a, a battle tactic or two away from yeah. each other. So yeah. if you've already pulled ahead and you got another battle tactic just because you dropped some Nurglings and they count for two battle tactics, that could determine the whole game. Right. Like, if you do that and then you just play smart, the whole game can be decided by one of these things going off. Yeah. And I think that's why tournament people are like, well, it could be a real bad feel for some armies. Once again, Gargans. Like, I just, I can't do anything and this map is just constantly beating me in the face about it. Yeah. So... What I would do is just not put it in the tournament. Yeah, that's I mean, how that's, I solve the problem. That's, <laughs> I I mean, that's, pr- that's a pretty easy way to do it. It's just I, you know, I like it as a, I like it as a map because it's the, it's four quadrants, four points. Yeah, pretty. It's and it's really one of the few ones that has like a pretty basic setup. Um, like it's interest, it's interesting because of the two battle tactics thing. But yeah, maybe you just make a modification that says you can, it's, you can only score five battle tactics. Yeah, it just doesn't matter when you complete them. Type of thing. I can see that working. Hey, we uh, heard about these teeth grinding. Jesus, Jaws of Galette. Um, okay. This is a nightmare <laughs> of so a this, setup. This setup. Once again, I'm just going to deploy everyone in the cubes that aren't touching the other cubes because I don't I don't want to have to measure. What a, it's, it's a lot what of work. A weird, weird thing. Yeah. Again, just make them like the... I mean, I, I guess because they want the... Not like the holy... Outs, they don't want as many holy outside because those non-territory pieces would be wholly yeah. outside holy because why make it easy to get the battle tactics that are five pages ahead in this book that require holy outside yeah hey look at this one there's one one it's the middle objective so it's the middle objections yeah and and no one ever contests the middle the, of the table yeah, right you know that's not the part where any of the fighting happens that's <laughs> where all the fighting happens um i'm trying to remember the yeah the jaws of galette it also has like an interesting rule because at the start of each battle round after the first uh after the first after priority has been determined, so there's all these afters, 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 mm-hmm. the player taking the second turn in that battle round can pick one objective on the battlefield to be swallowed by the caverns below, and if they do so, that objective is removed from play. So, interesting, because this we've seen this before, yes. but normally there's one that you can't remove. Right. There's, it's usually like the one in the middle or something like that. Yeah. This one, any of them can be taken. Anybody, which, that's any, kind of cool. Which is kind of neat, in that, especially for like the, because if you're going second after the second round, then you can be like, hey... 
the one in your opponent's like it's just, like the one in your opponent's territory. Yeah, you're you not always gonna pick be, the one that you're yeah, never going to get. That you're not going to contest anyway. It's like, oh, I'm going to remove that one. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's neat. So that's why they have more of them. It just feels, it's just it's the deployment zone setup. The deployment zone setup should have been slightly simpler. It it is a bizarre one. Yeah, but I I give it's, this it's a pass too, because it, I like the map. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like the, I'm willing to fight this deployment because the actual like the because the swallowed by cavern stuff is is cool. I just flipped the page to look at the other deployment and I'm like Games Workshop. What? Listen, Th- what, who hurt you? What is going on? <laughs> Every one of these deployments is just a variety of colors. It's just Tetris pieces, man. <laughs> it really They're is. giving us nothing but Tetris pieces. Uh, so this one's ours for the taking. Yes. Um, it's a it's a long L, uh, for reasons. Yeah, um, most of my tournaments are a long L, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one has home objectives. The objective on the border of each territory is the home objective of the relevant player. So this is oh already... well, neither of us get a home objective, I guess, because yeah. we've got to be the most relevant players to this game. I... This is, I don't know why they're just like, oh, yeah, it's this. So the, it's its because of the way the victory points are being scored, yeah. right? But it's like, score one victory point if you control your home objective. Neat. Score one victory point if you control the center objective. Neat. Score vi- two victory points if you control the enemy's home objective. Okay. 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 Score one victory point if you control the center objective and the objective is being contested by a friendly Galatian champion. And then you score two points if you get a battle tactic. Yeah. So one for me, one for you. Two for me if I am you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then one for me, but two for me if me champion. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. I kind of feel like the home objective should do something else. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, it feels like they should heal you or something. Like, there should be some reason you want to stay in your house. Right. Because just... most armies are going are gonna to do what uh, what this is kind of setting you up to do, which is to... Stack most of your army um, on closer to your opponent's home home yeah, objective on that flank, and then just go forward because two points greater than one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Why not? You put all your gargants right there, yeah. and then and, just and you just hope. Yeah. Oh look, it's another. God dang it! They they are very into this particular uh, setup right but like now. But they but they they altered it a little bit. Yeah. Because well, it's, they it's just missing... they re- they just rotated it slightly. <laughs> But it's like this one goes two, well, and that one's a one and two. Yeah, it's different. It's it, they're all slightly different. Yeah. Just just so that when you're setting up in a tournament, you have to look at it 28 times and go, wait, is this the one? And with the- and measure it out slightly differently because yeah, it's like, oh crap, where is this? So twists and turns. Um, Can I just say, uh, if you put this in a tournament, don't fuck you. Don't please, <laughs> please don't. And look at the look at the amount of rules this map throws on top of you. Yeah. So here here is the reason that twists and turns sucks, right? Changing priorities. At the end of each player's turn, after uh, any victory points have been scored, the player whose turn is taking place must roll a dice for each active objective they control and add one to the dice roll if that objective is contested by any friendly Galatian champions. On a one through three, that objective becomes inactive. On a four up, it remains active. At the start of each player's hero phase, the player whose turn is taking place rolls a dice on each initiative objective they control. Or uh, sorry, for each inactive objective they control, on a one to three it remains inactive. Add one to the roll if that inactive objective is contested by any friendly Galatian <sighs> champions, and on a four up it becomes active once more. Uh, you have to do <laughs> two sets of math before you can play the game to just figure out what is active on this damn map. Also, I hate I hate maps that have a chance of locking you out of scoring purely based on a dice roll. It has nothing to do with your game. I have canonically. 
hated that one map where you would burn objectives at the end of the game because it always, you could have just each rolled three dice and added it up and saw who won. Right. Because it always came down to that. It mm-hmm. never mattered. Everybody held their objectives the whole game and then went, I guess I'm going to burn all of the objectives. All right, D3, you roll your three. Okay, you win the game. Yeah. Like, uh, this is another one of those where it's like, there's too much stuff going on. Th- this is. In this map. Yeah, there, there is. I see what they're going for. Which, cool. Yeah. It is 100% we should have, um, this should only be happening really at the top of one turn. Yes. So put, put whoever, this at one place in the game. Don't make me remember twice, twice to go back to, to do this. This. this should be at the at the top of a turn, or sorry, at the top of a round. Yes. The player who goes second should roll for each uh, for roll sh- for each objective and see. And if it's inactive, it gets plus one. And if it's if it and if it's in or if it's active, then it gets a minus one or something like that. Basically, yeah. just say if, it's, if it you know. Here's the dice roll if it's active. Here's the dice roll if it's inactive, and then just flip them. Or just put them both at the hero. Because if, if they want it to be that it changes per round or per turn. Yeah. Like, that's their goal. Then just put it all at the hero phase. Like, having it at roll the, twice just seems yeah, at, extra work. It, it's it's very complicated for no reason. It's a thing that I'm going – It's you know what it absolutely is? It's after we're halfway through the combat phase, somebody goes, oh, crap. Yep, we forgot to do this thing, and now all of these fights may not have mattered because we wouldn't have taken these objectives because they may not have been on. Correct. So then, then we go, have to go, and then we both, uh, look, and then we both look and try to find the to in the room and go, "Hey, do you just want to keep playing it like it is?" Okay, cool. Let's just yeah, we're just, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, we're just gonna keep going. Yeah, they're the advantage of yeah. being on the bottom tables. You never have to worry about somebody being like, "No, I want to play it rules as written." It's like we're probably just trying to go home yeah. at this point. Are you ready for a good map, though? I am ready for a good it's map. It's position over power. This yeah. is the best map they've done. I like this one. This one's well, so good. I would challenge you because I still think the vice is my favorite. Mm, yeah, but this I, one's really good. Position too. over power, uh, I, I think, my is my top tier. Okay. So, first off, easy deployment. It's a square. It's a square. And it's just a little well, tight it's a square. <laughs> yeah, it's a rectangle. But you've got an objective in your territory, an objective in your opponent's territory, and then two objectives on the far edge of the board. Fucking halfway off the table. Uh, basically that, off the table. <laughs> that little okay? coin is going to tip over the side. This is great, though. So, at the start of the fourth battle round, the flank objectives are removed from play. So not the one that's in your territory, yeah. not the one that's in your opponent's territory, but the two that are on the edge of the board are gone because there's a landslide and they disappear. Because That is yes. fucking rad. That is cool. <laughs> If you're if you're home and you have not seen this, they are on the um the narrow sides on yes. the center narrow side up, and yeah, it is really cool because on turn four, uh, either you can choose the Dixie Kick Chicks version or the uh, Smashing Pumpkins version, but a landslide will bring them down. Will bring them down. Yes. So then it is a battle that is fought over two points. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it plays a lot of interesting uh, concepts. Like, do you keep, you have to keep people over there, or at least you have to claim the objective. Right. So if you've got that, you know, um, and you get the victory point if you control any flank objectives that are contested by a champion. So you have to put one of your valuable guys over there in the corner. Right. Gee, if only there was a artifact or way to get them you can all the way right across over the there. table yeah, immediately. Just teleport those, teleport those, those bad boys right over there. This is why when I said Tunnel Master was my favorite. It's for this map. It's f- there's a lot of maps yeah. where being able to do that I think is just more valuable than dying and maybe coming back. Yeah. Like because well, like that's, that's you, fair because I. That's incredible. That, and exactly, this would work perfectly for that if you don't have any other yeah. way to, to do this. And if you are an army where, like, you're fast or you got Stormcast or something, you probably really like this yeah. map. The, the, uh, so this is one of the things I'm, like, I think I'm, I'm most excited to see this in tournament play because this does two things, right? Fast armies will want to get out onto those points. Yeah. But it's going to break your bubbles. 
you are not gonna you're not oh, gonna no. ha- you're not gonna have your bubbles anymore because these objectives are so far away from one another. It's so literally you, the entire table. It's literally the entire table. So you have to make you have to make a very concerted choice. Am I going to maintain my army cohesion mm-hmm. to keep everything alive, or am I gonna freaking run dudes out there to score points? So am I gonna score points in the early part of the game and see if that's enough, or am I going to try and keep most of my army alive and then score points in the latter part of the game? It, this is this is the this is the type of map where your first round tactical choice is going to determine how your game goes. Yeah, and that and I love that level of stress decision making because it's like <laughs> you're looking at your opponent and you're looking at yourself and you're going, "Fuck, yeah, what do right. I do? What's, <laughs> what's, what's the, this other? What's this guy gonna try? What's to do he here? gonna do? Yeah, and it's, and it, it's almost like a game of chicken. It really yeah. is. It this is where when you have somebody. By the way. Beasts being able to deploy anywhere oh on the table God, yeah. edge. Just fucking, if you're playing Beasts of Chaos, your opponent is not going to put down a single toy on the table. <laughs> and you're going to look at this map and you're going to go, uh-oh, uh-oh, I don't know how to like possibly uh-oh. guard this. <laughs> how do I guard against this? Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of this for like, like especially like the armies I play where it, like, like Orc Warclans, I'm going to be freaking marching my army. Like, am I going to split to try and march in two different directions or am I just going to march them dead ahead? I didn't have Deepkin. I'm probably gonna. Am I gonna slap some eels? And I'm just gonna yeah. chuck those bad boys over to the corner. And you run up eels one way and the shiver the other shiver way. Shiver the other way. Like what? I, there's so many tactical choices to make here. This is good. This is good. Why can't Games we have Workshop. More? This is this a good is one. Good. Give me more. I want more of this. Yes. <laughs> Twists and turns. It's, not good. It's crap. It's, bo- it's booty. Position over <laughs> power. The last one that they made. This is the good one. The last one they ever made. No. Yeah, uh, but it, it's solid. It's so good. I tell you what, take out Twist and Turns, put back in the Vice, and this was a solid map pack. And that's, yeah. I just really like the Vice. <laughs> Most of the reason I like the Vice is because I got it twice when I was playing Gargans. And that was the one that was like, you know, it starts on all four corners and mm-hmm. then moves towards the center of the table. As a Gargan player, <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing anyway. <laughs> so I was just like, oh boy, and just ran to the center of the table. And then it was up to him to follow the points in slowly. Yeah. And then by, by the time they got just in, I charged out and exploded the circle of Gargans. And it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to get past 120 people on this objective? I'm trying to remember. On Vice, could you kick that objective then, too? Yeah, you could. Yeah, I can't I remember if it was I, a prime objective or ooh, not. I don't so. think so. Oh, I think the center one was a prime, but I think the other corner. I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't remember. I never played. I never had a Gargan that kicked stuff kick until stuff. this season. But that would have so. been, been hella fun. That if you're like, been. they're moving in, and they just run a Gargan over there to kick the objective a little bit clo- like closer <laughs> to the middle, and like, ah, I helped it. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. Get in there. I mean, that's why you do the kicking objectives is you want to cluster up the objectives yeah. and put a bunch of gargants on it and be like, like this ah, is, contr- that's the stuff that matters. They're controlling now. all of the objectives now. Which one's contr- controlling which? It doesn't matter. Put a ring around them. Yeah. They're they're each <laughs> a bunch of guys. They're, 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 they're ring around the posy bitches. Maybe that is the power that gargants can still have in this is just being. Well, they're able- not prime objectives, so maybe they can just kick stuff. Kicking the objectives all over the place is a is a valuable tactic, I guess. Yeah. Um, I still feel like. The fact that they are naturally excluded from half of this book is kind of like, yeah. And there's some other armies that are going to have a hard time. Like Ossiarch, it's going to have a hard time. Uh, Soulblight, you've got Vampire Lords on foot. Uh, and the, no, I don't, I don't know if the weird centaur thing counts as a mount. The thing that's like half bat, half, it's it's ugly. It's the model I don't like. Yeah, I don't remember. It. Um, but I think like they might actually have a harder time getting champions, also getting champions that they want to have anywhere near a fight because oh, they're little guys that don't need to be fighting and all their bigger guys are on like mounts and stuff. So I think that this book is 
Final thoughts. Final thoughts. On Ooh, this. final thoughts. I guess we should wrap it up a little bit here. Do you do know? A little rap skis. Yeah. So, final thoughts on me. Uh, I think I'll put, I, I'll put some final thoughts on you. Ooh. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to turn the mics <laughs> off for that, and the camera's <laughs> on. Woo! I gotta put the the boom, the little the intro sound. You know the site. It's orange and black. Uh, so we got. I think I like this book. I like that they made the. I like the hero hammer stuff, but mm. I realize I'm biased because this plays into a lot of my armies that I never played a lot of because right. they weren't as good because they didn't have a way to do this. Mm-hmm. So this is cool. I think it's solid. Only one battle plan I absolutely hate. I don't like two that I hate. One that I don't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> one that I hate. One that if I had to play it, I'll go, uh, all right. But like what, one that if I see in a tournament, uh, in a tournament pack, I'm not coming to your tournament. That's the one where I <laughs> lean to my opponent. And I'm like, how much do you care about yeah. this? Like, I listen. <laughs> I want to play the game, but we're gonna forget we're this by turn. We're not gonna do this. We're at, we know we're gonna forget this, both yeah. of us. Um, I, I'll do negatives and positives. Yeah, negatives. I don't like that I have to buy this again in four and a half months. That feels stupid. And I don't also like that I'm going to have to relearn a new set of rules in four and a half months because. Mm-hmm. As I move into, as you all see soon, playing multiple games and doing a lot of stuff, it is hard to relearn a rule set to a game every couple of months when you're already getting a book that is giving you new units or redoing your old ones. How many orc books do we have in our heads? I have the dude. I forgot at least. I've put it. I've said at least four sets of orc rules during this podcast alone. I still uh, will look at a thing and I'll go, okay, but what generation of Stormcast book was that? Yeah. Like I said a thing earlier, the Celestine Prime. I don't actually know if he's under eight wounds anymore. I can't remember. I haven't put him on the table in a book, so I don't know. So negatives, yeah, I don't like buying that uh, and the relearning it thing. That's still kind of. I wish they would keep a general set of rules for the whole year. And maybe swap out like the artifacts and command traits. Yeah. Like, but keep the general set of rules. Nail them down, make them good. Give us a year or ten months or something to play with them. Yeah. You know. I, I like. I understand like the. Oh well, we want to keep it like a little bit fresher for tournament play, right? Yeah. Like that's ultimately what we're after. Um. But yeah, four and a half months when we're gonna get one of these. Like, I mean, this book just came out. We finally got around to doing a podcast about it three mm-hmm. weeks later because you know, stuff. Yeah. Life. <laughs> and then in June, July, we're going to get a new book. Yeah. So we'll play two tournaments, maybe three with this book. Yeah. Cause I just realized when we, uh, if we do the Tampa, uh, championship thing, that's in October. It's in October. It's so going to be a whole new this, book. This will not be, this will not be the book that we use in, in October. That's why I decided I'm bringing 20 Charybdis. Cause <laughs> whatever the fucking book then is. You just don't care. What if it swings back around to like monsters oh and I just devastate that tournament? <laughs> <It's> like, ah, <laughs> uh, surprise. Yeah. It's, it, the, this timing sequence for these things feels a little rushed. Yeah. But, I was so that, that's the negative parts, um, right. and I don't like that gargans are almost entirely excluded from all the special stuff. Maybe there's a white dwarf coming that'll give us a boost or something, but I kind of feel like it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably gargans probably like. Sorry, maybe next season, guys. <laughs> you um, you had your run. You it did was, have. It was, it to was, be fair, you had your run. It was last season. <laughs> we yeah. had a good run. Yeah. When it was like, oh, cool, monsters are neat. Monsters I, are neat. I'm the only I, monsters. This is, this is me. Yes. So. Here's. Here's a cascading wave of monstrous destruction yeah. and actions. Yeah. Um, good things about this book. We found some maps that we really like. Yeah. I think I really hope they keep. Yeah, for me too. The fu- for all futures. I, I hope they do. I um I think it's 
probably likely at some point, I don't know, but I, I have heard the rumors of rumors that Games Workshop is at some point going to put out a, ma- a book of just like battle plans, mm-hmm. like just like a, a collection. The battle plans compendium? Basically, yeah. Um, with the intent of a build your own battle plan system that tournaments could use. Very simple kind of thing, but kind of like how they had the Anvil of Apotheosis where you could create your own hero character. Yeah. Something like that where tournaments could kind of like randomly determine a battle map to where you don't hit something that just completely takes an army out of it because, oh, this one's, you can't do it because you don't have a champion or something. So it's like it rearranges like generic stuff. Yeah. Like that. If that's true, that's going to be really cool. Because that would be a really interesting thing for or tournaments. Horribly broken. Or horribly broken. <laughs> I have really a feeling. Two ways. I have a feeling it'll be all over the place. Probably the first iteration, <laughs> and then the second iteration yeah. will be really good. When we get to version two, it's like, oh, this is what they were going for. Yeah. So there's a chance all the maps we like might come back and be kind of refreshed and kept up. They just won't be part of the season maps. Right. Which is confusing to anybody outside of this ecosystem, but. As war gamers, we're already used to nobody understanding why we do this or how it works. 100%. Yeah. Try to explain to somebody. It's like, cool, you bought your army. Well, now you need this book. You, know, you have another book, but that's the wrong book. I know it has your army on the front, and you got it in the box with your army, but that's the wrong book now. Why? Because books. That's because how books. this works. Yep. You know, I uh, actually t- I was, I did a, did a, I had a job thing the, uh, like a couple weeks ago, and somebody asked me, I was like, so what do you do for fun? And I was like, ah, I do war gaming. They're like, oh, which one? And I was like, Age of Sigmar, and he was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good huh? Like, oh, know, yeah. all right. Uh, it was like, so you just, you just like learning new stuff all the time. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I do. You know what it is? Is they have the best models hands down. They do. I, I, I know that um, I like some of the models I've seen for 3D prints and stuff and Patreons and other companies do a good job. But honestly, Games Workshop models are pretty much always the best. I, I keep coming back to them. Baby. I don't feel like I'm shilling. I'm being it. It's my honest opinion. Yeah. Like I see their sculpts of stuff and I see other versions of, you know, counts as sculpts. And I'm like, ah, the GW ones are cooler. Like they look better. Look nicer. Do they look $60 better? I don't know. But yeah. they but look better. They look better. Yeah. So that's my not, final. They're not push to fit. <laughs> that's, they, thank God they stopped doing that. Oh man, I still have boxes of push to fit stuff that I'm like, I'm never putting it never together. Putting it looks together. like garbage. So that's my overall thoughts. One final change: the rules reference on the back. Put the heroic actions and the monstrous actions on the back. Again. That would be very. They're nice. somewhere yeah. in the middle of this book, and yeah. I always we always look for it. We're yep. always doing that. This you got so much space back here, guys. Yeah, th- this this can this whole thing this rules reference can be just shoved up a little bit, and we can just slap those. Put it on the actions. inside. Yeah. yeah, just make the index smaller. Yeah, come on. That yeah. That's what I... You know what? I would be a little less grumpy if it basically little, had a whole little rule thing. thing. right there. Because yeah, then I could just rules reference. rip it out of the old book and just carry that piece of cardboard around, and that's all I need. Solid. So, I like it. What are your final thoughts? Uh, that uh, I like the Galatian Champions. I like that it looks like some of the stuff from the previous book, as in like the Galatian Veterans, is being carried over, but it's being carried over to some Italian. So mm-hmm. it kind of feels like we might be keeping more battalion type builds around for like, Hey, everybody's going to learn these rules. And then if we do like a, an update, it's like, Oh, well now those rules are in a battalion. So you can keep those rules, but you have to do a battalion for them. Neat. Like that, like that as an idea. Uh, good job on the artifacts. Yes. Um, They seem fun. The the artifacts seem fun. Command traits seem fun. I like the unique enhancements because we can add like a special thing for special characters to gay. And we didn't make it too complicated. Yes. That's the most important part. That's they the didn't most important part. Overcomplicate the new stuff. Bingo. Um, not so great on some of the maps. 
because there's a handful of them that are very meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, and yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, it's just, a, it's a little lacking. There needs to be a little bit more if you're going to have me pay top dollar price for a thing that is, you know, essentially 20 new pages and the rest of it's a reprint. Yeah, and, and disposable. Correct. By nature. By nature. With with the ability to not get it back in the app. Yeah. Which is honestly my number one gripe of this entire thing, is that you do not have access to the previous rules in your app anymore. They are gone. That sucks. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, and I'm sure the response of, well, just keep the book. Cool. So when I have 12 of these, when we've gone four years and I have all the old ones and the new ones, like, what's, do you keep the books? I just like, I mean, I like these things as posterity. I mean, I finally lost, like, when I upgraded my phone, I lost the old, um, the old set of rules uh-huh. before, you know, whatever version yeah. we're in. Like, I had the old app, though, and it was like, it, you know, Age of Sigmar, old. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I like having that, especially for the type of work that we do, because sometimes I want to look at what an old rule was and so see I can what tell you what is. the new one is yeah. and how that adjusts and how we can make those changes. Maybe that's the thing that only I care about. That is very possible. Uh, but I do care about it, and because I paid for it, I would like to have it. That's the thing. It's like, I bought it. I may never look at it again, yeah. but I don't like not being able to look at it. It's like when a, it's like when a service agreement with a, like if you buy a video game, right? Yes. And you and few, I bought a few of them. And you've bought a, yeah, a handful of them. Right? One or two. I yeah. think we may have gotten started doing that many <laughs> yeah, years ago. Many years ago. That was actually what we started with. Um and it's mostly an online game when that game is no longer because they turned the fucking lights off on the yeah. game, <laughs> pulled the server out. They pulled the server out. It's like, but I spent money on this thing. Yeah. And it's and it's it's really shitty. Like, if you've gotten, like, ten years out of it, awesome. Five years, great. One year, kind of shitty. Six months, you're going to ask for your freaking money back. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. that's ridiculous. You would absolutely get a Steam refund on that because it's like, Cause it's, it, the game didn't even last long enough to be worth the price. With Worth the price to be in there, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a value thing. So are you getting the value you're spending out of the GHB, or is it better to just go to the rules on a website that you could probably find somewhere and print them and make <laughs> print your own little what, print, cheat sheet. Yeah, print what you need and make a cheat sheet. Yeah, because honestly, most, I mean, most of the time, a lot, I mean, and, you know, because we do it too. Like, we we print little cheat sheets for ourselves yeah. on these things. Like, especially on these battle tactics. Uh, I don't use those freaking tokens. I've lost most of them. Because the tokens are a nightmare. It's cool that you, that you give them to me, neat, but I would actually rather you give me, like, a little dry erase sheet that has those things in there, and I can just make a little check mark. Well, that's a smart idea, yeah. Look, man, I got plenty of them. I always, I just, I, <laughs> I just print them. And, I bought a uh, laminator. <laughs> I got a laminator for Christmas specifically so I could make cheat sheets for myself. That's smart. I mean, I, I print them on like magic cards and then laminate them on those, and then this, yeah. like, oh, I used the spell, flip the card over. Now I know I use that spell because I had to learn that when I'm doing spreadsheets of Nagash and trying to cast thirty spells a turn. You're just trying to make your, you're, you're trying to speed up your gameplay. Yeah. Make your make your life a little bit easier. Yes. So. Yeah. If the, if the general's handbook is to make our lives a little bit easier, make our lives a little bit easier. You can even do it on the freaking... Actually, you know what? Move this rules reference to the inside mm-hmm. with yeah. like the freaking monster actions and heroic actions and stuff like that. Put the back as dry erase. Yeah. Boom. Hey, Mac may be almost be able, dry erase it's right almost, now. It's almost dry erase It's like right the pages now. are dry erase. But yeah, but if you like just glossed it a little bit, like just boop, boop. Oh, we're doing some experimenting here. Hold on. Everybody. Okay, now try and get it off. Oh, uh, no. All right, well, I've ruined my book. But it's 
Okay, so the pages are not dry erase. <laughs> not dry erase. Uh, we've you, learned that. Yeah. You're all welcome. <laughs> but if you could, but if you could do something like that, like that wouldn't that be like that would all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, that's really cool. What a great way of simplifying and speeding up the game for everybody. Yeah. If you could just have your battle attacks, boom, check them off. Awesome. Yes. And your and your book ones, like okay, your book ones, but you know what your book ones are going to be for the most part, right? Because you play that army. Spend more time with that. You know, if you're also, trying. that book is not going to get updated in six months. No. <laughs> no, and actually, that I'm thinking about it, the only time I've seen a battle tactic be updated was the Daughters one recently, and they took out the thing that was like, score extra points if two of these are blank. Because that was kind of mirroring the, if two unit circulation champions get an extra point yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They took that out. Oh, that actually makes me think about it. The the monster one was, if do this thing, if it's a monster, get an extra point. Yeah. Then the next season was do this thing if their veterans get an extra point. Now it's do this thing if you're a champion. And I think that's the distinction that I've been talking about is like it was bonuses, bonuses, you are locked out if you don't have that thing. And that, right. I don't like that shift. Yeah. It's like you you got the points anyway. And then if you brought that thing, you got, got a little point. more. That yeah. was nice. Now it's you don't get that thing at all unless you are that thing. Yeah. That part sucks. Yeah. I like so, the dry race yeah, idea. Though. Yeah, dude. That's... I got I got plenty. Uh, look, GW. Hit a brother up. Call us. You'll be in I, Atlanta. You'll this be in year. Atlanta. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll sit down. We'll have it. We'll have a we'll have a nice dinner. Yeah. Uh, we'll hit up. Well, yeah. One of the nice like uh, we'll have it up a nice Indian place. I know. Oh, that, I, know yeah, that, I got near mesh down at uh, we, we do. five. Hey, That's man, good. I, look, if there's one thing that, that I know, place it, destroyed you that one time. Uh, dude, that was oh, good okay. Hey man, I got like I <laughs> the guy I asked for like the hottest thing on the menu, and the guy was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. half English." And he was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, the minute the guy in the Indian restaurant asks, are you sure? That's when I yeah. looked at Matt and I was like, Josh is going to die. I'm going to die. This is the time we see Josh and die. Oh, my God. But I was sweating buckets. But <laughs> it is not as bad as, okay, so I'll tell you the story. And this is a great this is a great thing to go out on. So uh, several months ago, but me and my sister, we were ordering, um, we were ordering Thai food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never, my sister had ordered from the Thai place before, but she usually gets something that's about like medium or like a mild or something like that. And I was like, I don't get Thai food a lot, um, but I like it. It's good. Yeah. I enjoy Thai food. And so she was like, what spice level do you want? And I was like, oh, give me, they had like options and they were like hot and they were like Thai hot. I was like, well, I don't really want Thai hot, but I'll take hot. Yeah. Um, and the restaurant called cause my sister was placing an online order. She did it online. The restaurant called my sister and was like, Hey, have you had our hot before? <laughs> and she was like, "It's for my brother." Uh, let me ask him real quick. And she was like, "Are you sure about hot?" I was like, "Yeah." I mean, how can, how bad could it be? Oh yeah, that's the words. <laughs> smash cut. <laughs> smash cut. I'm like six bites in, and I can feel my pores opening to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like I have never incinerated my insides quite as badly as I did on that dude. Delicious. The because, entire time well, was genuinely one of the best things I've ever I watched eaten. you at Niramesh crying while smiling, like, oh eating that food the whole so, way through. So it was satisfying. like you were, it was like you you had lost your child to a forest fire, oh, yeah. and yet you were so happy was, about it. I, I did just, not know what to. The I could not understand the empathy. Look, there's there's like when we get, when we get like real like this you know inside baseball for me, but uh, spice stuff like spicy stuff for me is like that's 
ah, that's it's where my it's where my happy place is. Yeah. Because I enjoy pain. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a masochist. It's fine. You know. Yeah. Like, that's why we spend all our money doing this. Right. To lose. Well, games. What else? What else would I? What else would I do? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, have have a but, reasonable income and stability. No. <laughs> no, no. 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 I got toys. I, I got toys, and I and I play with them, and I spend a lot of times learning the rules, and then I lose, and then I and then I try and figure out counters to why I lost, and, and I, guess what? I still lose. And I go home. And then I want to do it again. Yeah. I go, Weird. oh, man, I should stop doing this. I keep getting... Uh, do like, we have I, Sigmar syndrome? Yeah, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like it just beats us and we're like, yes, please. We're like, yes, please. Give me more. Yeah, give more me Daddy more, Sigmar. Give me more Daddy Sigmar. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah. So, hottest, hottest thing I've ever eaten. Delicious. Um, but I could not finish it. It was that hot. So, when you come to Atlanta Whoa. for the... <laughs> <Yes>, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I put up space there on purpose. Uh, so, when you... Erupt yourself into it. I can't. I'm trying to think of another way to uh, make a joke about mm. it. When you arrive in Atlanta, when you spill forth into Atlanta, the world coming to this tournament, uh, we'll tell you which restaurant yeah, this we'll, is. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit. We'll, and, uh, look, hit us up. We'll take you there. It'll be grand time. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk. We'll talk Sigma. We'll cry over a bowl. We'll cry over a bowl. We'll cry over some Thai food and talk about toys. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I think that's the best chance to end this show. We're going to get, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so, so yeah. for the Atlanta Horror Podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach saying. Hit me harder, Daddy Sigmar. Yeah, it's like that, y'all. It's like that. It's like that.